everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> I am Victor. I'm Max. And I'm here. I'm just you, but I have a and I'm Kitty. Well, now our listeners are confused and offended. <laughs> All right, so oh, we are Hounds great. of Horror. You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. The calm. The calm. The calm. And, um, you know, send us thoughts on the podcast. Um, Haikus that we don't understand how to read. Thoughts, um, haikus. <laughs> please don't send them. <laughs> please. Oh, man. What so, movie did we do this week, Kitty? What are you doing right now? Me? Mm-hmm. I am looking at IMDb. I got distracted. I'm uh, sorry. Um, so we... <laughs> if you're going to yawn into the microphone tonight... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm about to take serious issue with you. So here's the thing. You don't get to get mad at Max anymore for any noises he makes because he's the one that has to deal with them. I kept my goddamn clam shut last week. And you will not be yawning into the microphone tonight. If you are, it's an immediate 10 minute break. Stop saying that word. The more you say it. Get it out now. Immediate two stars off. Okay, so we watched Scream. I was looking to see what year it came out. It came out in 1996. It did. Oh, my God. I was seven years old. I was a little older than that, but I was still a young buck back then. It was directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Um, Yeah, it was directed by him. Uh, I actually forgot that I had seen this once a long time ago. Mm. Probably 1996. Um, okay, so did you actually see this, or did you watch Scary Movie, and Scary Movie was such a take-by-take take of it that you thought you saw this? I did not watch Scary Movie. Okay. Nor because I've seen the previews for those movies, and I think it looks like the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can't say that I've... I don't know that I feel that strongly about it, but I've never had the inclination to watch it, because it just doesn't interest me. I. I no, I, I did try to watch one. I think not that long ago, and I'm like, this sucks. So <laughs> this sucks. The original scary movie came out in 2000, so I would have been 11, and at 11 years old, I was like, I'm gonna go watch this movie because my mom says that I can't see it because it has things in it I'm not supposed to watch, and then I didn't understand what was happening in half of the movie because it's really, really sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And not funny in the least. (laughs) (laughs) 
I very distinctly remember that my mom and her friend who had a daughter that was around my age made this pact that they like weren't going to let us watch scary movie because we had been asking about it. And then I went to the drive-in with another friend. The drive-in? And my mom was like, (laughs) well, just don't tell your friend's mom that you saw it. (laughs) She broke the pact. She's cursed. It was a blood pact. But then I immediately told my friend that I saw it. So <laughs> Sometimes when uh, my parents would take me to the drive-in, there, there was a three-screen drive-in, and it was always a fun event, and they always had two features. There were six movies, and I would always wait until we got to the second movie, and I would surreptitiously like lean over and look at one of the other screens to see something. And I don't remember the last one that I saw, but I definitely remember seeing boobs, and I was like boobs. 11. That's... Using your brain there. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a, you know, is that a bug on me? Oh, boops. Okay. Well, I got to watch Titanic the whole way through, so. Oh, well. yeah. Actually, that's not true. No, they did make me leave for the boob part. <laughs> my mom and my sister. I Max, got to watch leave. it the whole way through. <laughs> I got to watch only the part where people get murdered by the ship going down. My mom didn't censor anything that I watched. <laughs> Ever. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I um no I Max was saying that he he had actually seen it a while back and I like spent the first half of this movie going no I have seen this movie mm. because then this thing happens and I was like that's weird that thing didn't happen and then I was like oh wait <laughs> I'm literally thinking of a different movie <laughs> I did I I remembered the whole time I felt like have I seen this before I'm not sure but then at the end when everything's revealed, I realized I had, in fact, seen this before. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> yes, I've seen it. But I most believe of the movie, twice. I didn't really remember what went on. So, spoilers from this point forward about this movie and any other movie that we talk about. So, if we say the name of a show or a movie and you haven't seen it yet, mute for like fifteen seconds. Did you just tell people to watch every piece of media out there in the world because we might spoil anything at any time? <laughs> I That's did. what it sounded like. <laughs> I did. But like sometimes we'll be like, oh my god, that's like in Simpsons where the giant egg explodes and everybody turns purple, like, and we just reveal information. I right mean, if there. people are upset about us talking about a, a Simpsons bit, then I don't know. I guess maybe they should check their priorities because <laughs> it's not like we're ruining a movie for them. Although we do do that sometimes. That has happened like five times. Kevin Spacey Good. is Kaiser Suze. There it is. So if you watch The Usual Suspects, now you know. <laughs> From the very beginning. (laughs) But the movie might have a different take for you that way. It's a good movie. The very first time that you said that spoiler, you were like, you said something, and I I don't remember what it was, and I was like, oh, I've never seen that. And then you were like, and then you spoiled it five seconds later, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, it's the best spoiler. And I think it is because I'm assuming like half the people who've watched Usual Suspects after it's over, still don't realize he was Kaiser Soze. Hmm. I love that scene. <laughs> I'd like and to meet somebody like that. <laughs> See how they dress themselves in the morning. <laughs> Pant leg? Pant leg. Pant leg? Pant leg. I'm feeling extra acidic tonight for some reason. <laughs> I put... I put shorts on backwards the other day that had buttons on the front, and apparently I just hadn't unbuttoned them the last time I took them off, so I put them on and I was like, why can't I put my hands in my pockets? My pockets go the wrong way. 
I would be too lazy to turn them around. Yeah. Even if they fit, they fit. Okay. All right. Let's get on. Let's get on track here. Kitty, this is supposed to be your job. This is your movie. Movie. We did Scream. We did do Scream. In case you weren't sure. Spoilers for this and anything else in the world. Yeah. Um, this point. Boy, I have a hard time knowing what to think about this movie. <clears throat> oh, I know why wow. I'm so grumpy right now. Because of Courtney Cox's character. <laughs> Because she's so, a reporter. Fucking wall. Why don't you tell us who else was in this movie and Courtney Cox? All right. Yeah, Courtney Cox was in it. She was Gail Weathers. Mm. Now, was she Courtney Cox Arquette at the time, or did they meet on this set? Does anybody know? Oh, my God. I don't know. Or care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She married him? David Arquette? Yeah, they were married for wow. a while. So you asking, kind of a goof. <laughs> you asking that question proved that you care just a little bit. Well, I'm... No offense to David Arquette, but, like, isn't he kind of below her? <laughs> like, He's goofy and charming a little. I guess. Because they did kind of get together in the movie a little bit, but mm. maybe that's where they met. Um, Starring, we have Neve Campbell. Nev Campbell? Neve Campbell? Neve. Which one was he? Her. Sidney Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for my ignorance. I mean, that doesn't tell you. Her, her name's Sydney. So if I just said Neve Campbell played Sydney Prescott, you'd be like, that's a dude. Nope, that's a woman all the way. Um, I mean, I guess it's... With it's bangs. David or. Arquette and Courtney Cox met on the set of Scream in 1996. Ugh. That movie was released in a year after filming? <laughs> they met on Scream 1, hated each other on Scream 2, got married on Scream 3, and divorced on Scream 4. <laughs> That sounds like a song. Anyway. Solomon you know, Grundy. There's, there's times I'm glad I don't live in Hollywood and do Hollywood things. Or care about Hollywood. <laughs> or care about Hollywood. Because everybody would know all of your shit. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, who else was in it? She played Sidney Prescott. Neve Campbell did. And she was in the rest of the Scream movies. Um David and Arquette and Courtney Cox were also in the rest of the screen movies. Uh, but David Arquette played Dewey. He was also in a movie called Eight-Legged Freaks, mm. <laughs> which I tried to watch at one point and was like, eh. Has a really young Scarlett Johansson in it, I think. Um, I might be mistaken. If you say so. It had Drew Barrymore in it for the first 15 minutes. Um, like Scream or... Scream. Okay. Scream. I thought, oh, I thought you were talking freaks. about oh. Eight-Legged Freaks because that's what he was talking well, about. Well, I wasn't, so... But you were, well, and that's why fuck? I did. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Now, there's a there's a looker. If I'm thinking of the right lady. Anyway. Um, and she and uh, David Arquette were also in movies called The Tripper and The Runner. I'm assuming because they were married at one point. Were one of them the tripper and the other was the runner? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not like going to watch them, so. A Charlie Brown and Lucy kind of relationship. <laughs> All right, but you're not going to trip me this time if I run, right? <laughs> Next up, we have Matthew Lilland as Stu Mocker. He was in 13 Ghosts. That's where I recognized him from. He's also... I'm like, where do I recognize that cheese-eating face? I'm like, oh, yeah, 13 Ghosts. He was also Shaggy in the live-action Scooby-Doo, and (sighs) he plays Dean in the TV show Good Girls. (sighs) Which is a pretty fun show. And I do like that actor, but I hate this character. It is the most 90s thing that has ever been put on TV. I have to wonder just how much of these characters were purposely troped. I'm not sure. I think 100%. You may be right about that. 
I think Wes Craven made the Freddy Krueger movies and then was like, now I'm just going to make fun of myself for two hours. Maybe he got mad enough. <laughs> well, the janitor was wearing it. the Freddy Krueger sweater. And yeah. his name was Fred. <laughs> oh, I missed yeah, that. So he had the I did not miss well. That was fucking Fonzie, though. Yeah. <laughs> I did not miss that. Uh, Henry Winkler. Henry say, Winkler. What? A, he is an amazing freaking I man. love that guy. Um, Who else is in this? I liked his cameo in BoJack Horseman. <laughs> he's at a funeral, and he's like, I'm Henry Winkler. You may remember me. And he names off, like, two, like, bit parts that he had somewhere. <laughs> you might recognize amazing. me from that. Or from this. And it's like, you know. He was in Royal Pains for several seasons. He played their father. Oh, he he was a casino owner in something, wasn't he? In some show or movie? Possibly. He was kind of almost like a bad guy, I thought. Um, it's very possible. Oh, um, Henry Winkler. For those of you who maybe don't know, and maybe some of you don't because you were born after things were cool, but he was Arthur Fonzarelli in Happy Days. One hey. of the greatest shows ever made. He was also in an episode of SVU, and then Scott Bakula was in an episode of SVU, and sometimes <laughs> I get the two of them confused, and whenever I see one of them, I'm like, that's Scott, oh no, that's Henry Winkler. <laughs> they do have similar facial structures. A little bit. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Scott Bakula was the worst edition of Star Trek. <laughs> I remember watching him do Star Trek, and I'm like, wow, you almost killed my drive to watch anything. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> I've stopped watching all media thanks to Scott Bakula. <laughs> I liked him in uh, Quantum, Quantum Leap, Leap. Though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good show. That was a great show. Um, next up, we have Lee Schreiber. And you didn't really get to see him. He was Cotton Weary, the guy who was wrongly convicted of oh, yeah. the murder. Yeah, he was not in it, like, at all. No, you saw, like, him briefly, like, on a news shot on the TV yeah. and, like, in the back Something of a else, police but, officer's car. Yeah. Um, a cruiser. Leif Schreiber's great. He was in a movie called Defiance, which I recommend to everybody. He did was also he, in a movie called Wolverine X-Men Origins, say, which is not Wolverine's worth watching. Oh, yeah. Brother? <laughs> Sabretooth was not Wolverine's brother. But let's just move on. Let's forget about all of this. I literally don't remember anything about that movie. I just remember I don't have being rage. It. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but, I mean, Leif Schreiber in Defiance, it's a World War II movie, and they were Russian Jews. And so they run to the forest to get away from everything that's going on at the beginning of the war. And, like, more Jewish people just end up showing up in their forest. Yeah. And they're like, well, shit, I guess we'll make a house for you then. Um, and it just kind of went on from there. <laughs> what's his face is in it? Daniel Craig. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's the oldest brother. It is a good movie. And what's his face? He's married to Kate Mara. Didn't you just get annoyed about knowing about celebrity couples? Uh, She's married to the youngest <clears throat> brother. Jamie Bell. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He looks like a dip. Jamie Bell. The name sounds he was, He's been in a couple of movies I've seen. but Good Lord. <laughs> the last one I have is Roger Jackson. He played Ghostface. Oh. Um, Couldn't have been Javier Botet. Nope. But he was also in one of my favorite movies called Titan A.E. I think really? he was credited as Alien Number One or something. Oh. Titan A.E. is a great movie. So the directs, they're pure the, energy. The body or the voice of Ghostface? I don't know. Because that modulator was definitely not what they used no. in the, the earlier parts of the No. Phone he calls. might have done the voice. Because I don't know what shape he was in back then, but the pictures I saw of him, he's like a huskier fellow. Yeah. And I and think even whoever, with all the robes on, it would be kind of hard to conceal that. Whoever was in the robes was kind of lanky. Yeah. 
That's so he might have just been the voice like Darth Vader hmm. and uh, James Earl Jones. And uh, James Earl Jones. Did I get that right? James mm-hmm. Earl, yeah, James Earl you Jones. Did. You anyway. cheese with his voice. Oh, my God. So, uh, Vic does not have a phobia. Tonight. I do. Oh. You said right before we started recording that you didn't Okay, have neither one. one of you listen to me. Ever. I'm not listening to you now. <laughs> what? You're saying something about bus schedules or something? <laughs> if I bet if, if I were talking about blunder bus schedules, you'd be all into it. What? What? Again? <laughs> um, it, no, I was talking about a blunder on a bus. Calm down. Um, <laughs> well, now I'm not interested. So the phobia that I found, and again, I think this is a real phobia, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And you I don't, found it three seconds ago. I did. <laughs> I did as much research as any college student before. A fortune cookie, fortune stuck <laughs> on the bottom of his do. foot. <laughs> It is called telephobia, and it is the phobia of making or receiving phone calls. Oh, hi, I have that. Yep. I do, too, actually. Um, I don't mind making phone calls, because, like, if I need to make a call, like, I know I have to. Mm -hmm. But I hate picking up the phone. Mm -hmm. I I hate it. I hate both. Like, if I have to make a doctor's appointment, it'll take me weeks because I'm putting it (laughs) off because I literally don't want to make a phone call. With me going, do you want a call? And you going... No, no. <laughs> Just that. For Did six you call months. that important place today? No. Has your no. leg literally fallen off? Yeah. You can call the doctor. No. no. <laughs> so anyway, I it's... would rather go into like a brick and mortar place and talk to a person than pick up the phone and call somebody. We are the opposite. I would much rather call and be like, "Hey, do you have this thing at the store?" And then be like, "No." And you'd be like, "I didn't waste my time." See, I'm lazy enough that I will call ahead for shit like that because <laughs> I don't want to waste a trip somewhere. <clears throat> Ordering food online has been a huge game changer oh for me God. because yeah. I don't have to call places. <laughs> I would have starved to death before. <laughs> Clearly. So it's mostly based around the anxiety of feeling like you're a. Um, oh, you weren't done talking. About no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to get done. So this phobia is mainly based around the anxiety that comes from feeling uh, like a burden on people. So when you call someone, you you feel like they're obligated to answer. They're obligated to talk to you, and I can relate to that for sure. Um, Sometimes I call you because it's too long to text. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm usually in the car on my way here. Victor can call me too. Um, yes. If he, if I see he's calling, I'll, I'll pick up. But uh, yes. But everybody else, everybody else can thing just not is call you. That I can't open my mouth without telling my life story. So I start talking to the person on the phone, and I'm like, "Hi, yeah, I was just calling to order a pizza. Like that one time when I was 17, and I ordered like 17 pizzas, and like that's that's what happened." I pretended and- it was for a group of people, but it was just me. And then whenever I closed the door, I was like, "All right, everybody, I got the pizza." And then I closed the door and just went and ate it all myself. Well, you have to understand, for the last five years, I was on call, and. For the last nine years, a little bit less, I had to deal with a friend who would call me constantly for things. Mm. Do you remember that? And so I think because of those two things combined, I now have a dread of the phone. So I, yes, I I can understand. So I am, I'm currently on call and on call every day Mm -hmm. forever. Um, And because when everybody, my memory of phone calls is they're going to want something from me. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, it, it's mostly based around anxiety and, and this idea that you're. It's never good fucking news on the other end. <laughs> Somebody might call you and say, you won. <laughs> and I'll be like, won what? 
<laughs> a plot of land at a cemetery. Uh, well. I mean, that's a lot of money, actually. Check that box off. A couple thousand dollars. <laughs> Something I don't have to deal with. It's in India, and the charges to fly your body there will be like $43,000. Just kick me out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the seat closest to the door. And then... <laughs> um, but this is another one of those phobias where it says the treatment is exposure therapy. So I imagine them just putting them this person in a room, and then there's just phones everywhere ringing. Being like, oh god, oh god. So, Ghostface on the phone in the beginning of the movie sounds like movie phone. Yes. Which used to be a real thing. I don't know how it worked. <laughs> I literally don't know what that is. It's it's like, I don't know, you dialed it and you could order movies on your TV or something. So it was like pre-internet Netflix? Yeah. I think it was HBO, which is home box office. Oh, Okay. Okay. And it was like anything else. Like Fandango was another big one. Fandango. You'd call and it'd be like, are you trying to see? And you'd say the name. It'd be like, <laughs> I think you're trying to see. No, it's not. <laughs> yep. Um, but, Did yes. you say Gilbert Grape? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two of those actors that we were talking about earlier in the same movie. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> God. Drew Barrymore's home alone. She's making popcorn and she's waiting for her boyfriend Steve to come over. Steve. And Steve. she gets a phone call. And she's, oh, sorry, it's the wrong number. Da, 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 da. And then he calls back. And then he calls back. And then he calls back. And he becomes more menacing and threatening as the phone calls go on. Well, hang on. He calls three times. And the third time, he's actually kind of charming. And his voice is, I think, kind of engaging. And he's having a conversation with her yeah. for a while before he starts to get menacing. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> because it's she. He, he keeps asking her for her name, and eventually she's like, "Why do you want to know my name?" And he's like, "Because I want to know who I'm looking at." Oh yeah. And that's when it gets weird. And she's like, "What did you say?" And he's like, "I want to know who I'm talking to." And she's like, "That's not what you said." I just want to talk to him. <laughs> but then she locks all the doors, and my thought here was, my doors are always locked. Yeah. All day, all the time. But she doesn't lock all the doors. She locks like two of the doors and she starts getting creeped out and then goes around the house and locks the rest of them. And I don't understand <laughs> because there's a scene of her like as she's talking to him, she locks the patio door and another door. And then a couple minutes later, she's frantically running around making sure uh, all the doors are locked. <laughs> you know, that was actually one of the notes, one of my three notes that I don't have in front of me. And she <laughs> I was like, why are there so many fucking doors in this house? <laughs> It reminded me of our uh, our the first place that we lived in together, because there were there was an exit to the basement, to my roommate's room, out of one of the bathrooms, oh, yeah. out of one of the bedrooms, out of the kitchen, out of the front door, out of the side of the, the house. Yeah, I hated that house. And that was just for our part and then there were people that lived above us because it was like college housing and so it was just it was like an old victorian house that they had redone into apartments and it had like a bazillion and somebody decided to cook fish which is fine and then because it stunk up the kitchen or they thought it did they left the kitchen door open to let it air out and went into their room to eat food no you don't do that. It's not your fucking house. Somebody walked in. Yep. A very drunk person walked into our house. Well, I don't know that they were drunk, but they were talking about the devil. Yeah, they were either drunk, high, or having a psychotic break. Anyway. Trinity. 
<laughs> I should probably cut that out because I feel like I may have offended a large group nope, of people. Nope, leaving it in. Leaving it in. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, she shuts all the lights off outside too, and then the person on the phone tells her to go turn the patio light on, and she does. And after having previously looked out there and nobody was out there, she turns the light on and her boyfriend is sitting in a chair all duct taped to it. Yeah. I think at this point he's like... He wanted to play a game. I think, yeah, he wants to play a game with her. Because she hung up on him at one point and he, he was like, don't you hang up on me. And then she hung up and then he called back and that's when Steve was out there. Yeah. And... Yeah, because she says she doesn't have a boyfriend, and then later on in the conversation, she's like, I do have a boyfriend, after he says he wants to stab her, he wants to see what her insides look like. Um, she says, I do have a boyfriend, and he's really big, and he, he's on the football team, and he's going to kick your ass, and he's going to be here any minute. And he says something really condescending to her that I can't remember, and... Was it here, or was it with Sydney where he's like, why don't you do something as cliche as, you know, go check out a noise on the front porch or something? That was Sydney. no. Oh, no, she said hello. But- or who's there? Doesn't matter. Who is yep, it? Nope. Then the door, there was a knock on the door and she's like, who is it? And he's like, don't ask who is it. Don't you know? That's <laughs> that's as cliche as uh, something. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so his game that he's playing with her is that he starts asking her like horror movie trivia. Horror movie trivia. <laughs> horror movie trivia and the first one is who was the killer in halloween and spoiler alert it's michael myers and not mr soze (laughs) (laughs) and she gets that one right and then the next question that he asks her is who was the original killer in friday the 13th spoiler it was not Jason Voorhees. I thought it was. So but it, apparently I did it too. was his mom. So Yeah, it was it was Mrs. Voorhees. Mama Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, I disassociated because I just created in my head canon that uh the kid from Waterboy, uh, Adam Sandler and Kathy Bates were Mrs. Voorhees and Jason. I don't know. So anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> At any rate, <laughs> she gets that one wrong, and he's like, oh, well, Steve's gonna die now, I guess. Good Turn die. the light off. <laughs> yeah, and he goes over and <laughs> squish. and she turns the light off for, like, less than three seconds, and turns the light back on, and his entire chest cavity has been opened up. Yeah. And his <laughs> organs are... Uh, that's a his lot of work. Like, <laughs> a lot of work to do in three seconds. She does, like, typical <laughs> screaming. And Steve, are you okay? <laughs> uh, of course, starts running around the house and she runs back into the kitchen where she had been making popcorn and it's on fire and smoky and stuff. And she gets outside <laughs> and then peeks around the corner into the window and you see Ghostface like, whoosh, yeah. whoosh, <laughs> like <laughs> I forgot how ridiculous he looks in broad daylight. In a normal house setting. It just looks... <laughs> I mean, in Dead by Daylight, he's scary. Yeah. But in... but in Dead by Daylight, he's also 
really annoying to play against, yeah. which makes him kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he the before that, the question he asks is, like, I want to play, like, we can keep playing this game. Like, I have a question for you. And she's like, what is it? And he says, which door am I at? Ah, uh, yes. And then throws the patio chair through the giant um, French doors, smashing them. And that's when she screams and runs. And I guess he's in the house then? Yeah. Because like, she picks up a knife and these... <laughs> The way that they fight, these two, it's very fumbling, and he's having a really hard time stabbing her, and she just sort of casually hits him, I think, with a knife or a kick. Yeah. And he goes, I know that's Sydney later, but he, he, she just like generally, just sort of inconveniences him in general, and that's enough to get him to go and fall backwards, and then she runs away. (laughs) And that happens multiple times throughout this movie. This, and the, the girl in the garage put up a really good fight. Yeah. And, uh, she, he catches her and he stabs her in like the shoulder, chest, neck area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's medically. Yeah, she's like trying to crawl away, and he ended ends, ended up catching up with her and hangs her from a tree outside. Presumably just, after her parents get there. Like, just as her parents are pulling yeah. up, like she sees them in the driveway and for some reason can't. Yell, yeah, like, she's she's hiding around the corner, and she keeps looking in and seeing him at various areas, and then looking out at the drive, the long drive, or I guess that's the road, and she looks out and sees a car coming, dark. and she then looks in again and, and sees that he's in another area, like, running through her house, uh, and then she looks back out and sees a car, and then looks back in again, and there he is, and then he smashes the window and comes after her, and she gets away from him for a second, runs around the side of the house, sees that her parents are getting out of the car, and stops, like just stops yeah. to look at them for a second, and he comes flying out the window and jumps on her. And then that's when they have the tussle, and he stabs her, and then he stabs her in the throat, and she can't yell. And her parents are like walking inside, and she's right on the other side of the porch, and yeah. they can't see her. And and they're like B- Betsy, what was her name? God, Casey, 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 or was it Casey? I don't remember. Sam, they're, Samantha, they're, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> they're yelling for her, and. They realize that things are all amiss out, like, in the house, and at this point she's being murdered, and he hangs her from a tree or a telephone pole or something, and uh, guts her, basically, and they come outside and find her that way. And he, Father Casey, um, I don't know, her father, has a really uh, controlled response to the situation, because he goes out and presumably sees Steve gutted on their patio, and comes back in and says... Um, they find the blood first and he says, call the police. And then he sees Steve in the patio and he tells her to get in the car, drive down to the whatever's the neighbors and call the police and stay there until the police come. Like he's very controlled and measured about the situation. And that's when she goes to walk out the door and sees their daughter. They couldn't find the phone because she had taken the phone outside with her. That's a pretty Um, heart wrenching touch. And hear her gasping on the other end. And that's, I that's not really the way those phones worked with a landline. I mean, I guess, yeah, if they're all connected to the same line. Yeah, if you have more extensions. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it cuts to school the next day. Or no. It cuts Why over. Why did they kill Casey? For fun? For funsies. Because, like, it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Um, 
Maybe they were practicing. They mm. say a lot in the movie, like, we don't have to have motive. The worst characters don't have motives. Or the worst killers don't have motives. They're the most confusing. <laughs> the most dangerous. They say that multiple times. So yeah. I, maybe they didn't. I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe they, they had a motive, but then again, maybe they didn't. <laughs> they cut over to Sydney's house. Yes. And she has a conversation with her dad. And the conversation involves the fact that he's going out of town for business. And he leaves her room. And then Billy just, her boyfriend just fucking like scales into the window. And it was on the first floor. It wasn't that high up. But he comes into her window and she's like, "Ah, oh my God. And then her dad comes in and is like, honey, uh, I heard screaming. And you're not getting murdered, are you? She doesn't give him any excuse or reason. You could say, I saw a spider. Um, I heard a noise and it scared me. Anything? Just it was a bird ran into my window <laughs> with fire mouth. Oh no, nothing at all. She was fucking gaslighting him. Yeah, she's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, I, I thought I heard screaming. She's like, oh well, that's odd. Like, just, <laughs> just tell him you saw a spider. Uh, and that's where we see the weird, confusing setup with her main door into a room, the closet door. Yeah. Where they, you can open them at the same time and one creates a, like a brace against the other. Yeah. Uh, and so he leaves and she starts having a conversation with Billy and it's exposition, exposition, exposition. Kind of sex position too. Blah, blah, blah. She doesn't want to have sex with him, but then she shows him her boobies before and he leaves. Why don't we make this PG-13? I don't think that that's PG-13. I'm pretty sure that's used R. To be. Eh, maybe. I think you could, I, I think no, you used I, to be able to get away with like I think it's one... PG-13 now. Really? Oh, like well, before, you know. I could be. I know that, ne- <laughs> that PG thirteen is. You get one f bomb in a PG thirteen movie. You get one, but <laughs> you get one side boob. I'll tell you what. They made the the new Batman, not the new new ones, but the ones with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. PG thirteen, and it made him suck a little bit. There's probably a cut out there. That the Joker like- is not PG thirteen, but when you make him in a movie that is PG thirteen, then you. A little bit. Well, so. all the executives thought that that had to be PG-13 or wouldn't make enough money. And then Whatever. Deadpool came out and they realized that our movies can make a lot of money. Yeah, and they done fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of my first notes... You don't um, even see him kill anyone. In Batman? Yeah. No. I mean, you shoot, shoot a couple of people, but Pew like... Pew. Typically, killing isn't really his thing. The Joker? Oh, the, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the Joker does is kill people. He'll kill people because he hasn't killed someone long enough. I too thought you were talking about Batman. <laughs> so one of the notes that I had is that he, he has this conversation with her about, and he's using movie allegories and the, the whole movie, uh, the movie rules thing and the horror movie and the allegories, like it gets to be a little bit annoying after a while. And actually, I guess pretty early on because I started to get annoyed of it now. And it's like, <laughs> Five minutes into the movie, but he starts t- using these analogies about how they're going hot and heavy, and now everything right now is just sort of PG. And um, she says about a PG thirteen, and she shows him her boobs, and he's like, "Oh, you're such a tease," and then leaves. Dude, fuck off! You got to see boobs. <laughs> she gave you a gift. You say thank you, and you fucking leave. Because let us not forget, <laughs> these grown ass actors are playing high schoolers. Right. <laughs> that, that was always a great thing in high school. <laughs> and oswald said it best and he said it's part of a longer bit and it doesn't matter but he said (laughs) he said that when you go to a strip club okay when you go to a strip club and you get to see boobies you say thank you because it's a nice neighborly thing to do (laughs) it sure is 
Yep. So fuck you, Billy. Also, you have greasy hair and you look like you're just kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so... I don't remember everything that happens at school that day. Well, okay, so they flash over to the school, and there's, like, news vans and stuff outside. Oh, yeah. And, uh, police, Mm -hmm. and, um, again, exposition, exposition, exposition. Exposition. They are talking about, uh, the girl and her boyfriend that got murdered the night before. It's the worst thing that's happened in town since... Well, Last year. Since something. <laughs> since Sydney's mom was brutally murdered. I mean, I mean, not that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, real quick, whenever her dad hears her scream and comes in, she goes, ever knock, dad? Or like, why don't you knock? He did knock. <laughs> he knocks and then opens the door and it goes clunk against the, the closet door that she has bracing it. Which, I don't know what kind of house you grew up in, but you don't get to close your doors, let alone lock them. <laughs> you get in trouble for that. But anyway, I uh... thought that was annoying. So, she meets up with Tatum, uh, Rose McGowan. I don't think you talked about her. I did not. um, She was in Charmed. Um, She was also in Once Upon a Time. Oh. Uh, But anyway, she (laughs) is talking to Tatum, and Tatum's like, didn't you hear? Steven What's-Her-Face got killed last night. And she's like, I sat right next to her in American Lit class or whatever. I think so. And English composition, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just making up words. <laughs> um, Camel theory. One on one. So they go in and uh, they're having school. Being and- super casual about one of their acquaintances getting brutally murdered the yeah. night before i sat next to her in this whatever class and she's well not anymore fuck off oh yeah have i have that note. a little bit of compassion for the dead yeah i didn't know what it was in reference to because it just says not anymore <laughs> <laughs> but that was it <laughs> so uh they're the cops are there the captain like the the sheriff and the deputy sheriff sheriff dickweed and <laughs> The deputy sheriff is Dewey, and he is Tatum's brother. brother. And uh, she walks in, and she's like, "Dewey," because they call her out of class. They call Sydney out of class to right. talk to her about the murders. Mm. Yeah, they are interviewing people, I guess. And uh, she's like, "Oh, hi, Dewey," and he's like, "That's deputy, whatever to you." And I can't remember his. Name. You guys are the ones that are usually good with names. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> bad at this right now for some reason, and. They ask her some questions, and they fi- they let her leave after that, and she... I think it, it goes to that evening. She's freaked out, and she asks Tatum if she can stay at her house, because oh, right. she's scared, and Tatum's like, yeah, girl party, we'll have a sleepover, and it's super exciting, but then she says, I'll meet you after practice. I don't know why she didn't just go to where she was having practice, or just hang out with her at school, and she could just ride with her back to her house. Well, that's boring, watching someone else have practice. But she goes to her house because she's alone, because her dad's gone for the weekend, which they right. already set up. And she's scared, and wants to stay at her friend's house, and that's, like, she goes home, and then falls asleep on the couch for, like, well, four Well, before that, hours. like, she packs up some shit, and then walks downstairs, and, like, I, I rewound it, like, three times. The music cue? Yeah. yeah. It's like... Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, did I just miss something? Like, was he standing in the background? But no, it's nothing. There's it's just nothing a music. She just opens a closet door and gets like a coat or something out of it. <laughs> Brown after Labor Day. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, I don't, I don't under like I did the same thing with Kitty. I was like, wait, go back. I did I miss something? <laughs> There's a music cue. It's like da da. Uh, <laughs> and the editor put it at the wrong spot. And then um, she falls asleep. She goes catatonic for like two or three hours. Yeah, and then she gets a phone call, and she's like. She's like, oh, it's it's just before seven and it's like dark outside. Mm-hmm. And she Tatum <laughs> theoretically tells her that she's on her way to get her. And so she is then in her house and she gets another she hangs up the phone and she gets another phone call. And she's like, oh, Tatum, why are you calling back? Da, da, da. Well, real quick before that, Tatum says, well, don't worry about it. Steve and what's her face weren't murdered until almost 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> She uh, <laughs> is. She gets the phone call, mm-hmm. and it's uh the the same voice. As, yeah. Hello, Sydney. Yeah. And what movie do you want to watch? <laughs> That's a Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> he starts having a conversation with her, and she gets super pissed. And then he makes some sort of comment about, um. Alluding to the fact that he was the one that raped and murdered her mother. Mm-hmm. She's pretty ballsy because before that, he says that he can see her and does the same thing he did with a girl night before. And maybe it was practicing because they do more or less something very similar. And she goes, OK, I'll call your bluff. He says, I'm at the front door. She walks out the front door, says, what am I doing right now? What am I doing? She's picking her nose. Oh, right. <laughs> and he doesn't respond. And she realizes he can't actually see her. Oh, and she thinks it's Randy. Yes. She thinks that. Randy. Oh, Randy. We skipped over the super annoying conversation between Billy, Sydney, Tatum, and. We can continue to have skipped over it. <laughs> well, I think that it's important to, to mention. Uh, so, Stu um, and, and Randy. And they're all sitting outside of the class or out, outside of the school. And Stu is going just on and on and making all these really crude comments about the murders and about, like horror movies how things happen in horror movies and billy's like oh Stu, you're so immature and like just kind of like downplaying it pretty heavily and it's called tact man yeah and so <laughs> that's when it's at they go to the house so she's out on the porch she's picking her nose asking and she thinks that it's their friend randy she's like oh haha funny randy i think by now she doesn't because he convinces her that it's not randy by saying this isn't Randy. Oh, right. And that yeah. convinces her. <laughs> yep. Oh. Hmm. I don't have any students. Was Randy the dead. video store guy? Yes. I didn't like him either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when she's calling his bluff and it makes him angry because she's not scared and he wants her to be scared. And that's when he says something like, oh, I'll kill you just like I killed your mother. And yeah. yeah. And so he then comes after her. He... Yeah, she walks back in the door the and window, closes the door, and he is there. Running well, after her. yeah, like, well, she eventually gets to her bedroom, right? Well, this is the one where right inside the door, he knocks her down, and he's, uh, like, grappling oh. with her and has the knife, and he's going to stab her, and she's holding his arm. And that's when she somehow gets her foot under him and kicks him so hard she lifts him three feet off the ground and yeah. he falls square on his back. Like, <laughs> we talked about this before in Brightburn. If you if you did that to any of us, I'm pretty sure you'd hear like, <laughs> and then they would be walking around going, 
Because <laughs> you knock the wind out of her. <laughs> <laughs> like he lands square in his fucking back. It's a hard throw. I was honestly impressed. What's she doing? Get the pen. Um, and that's when she runs upstairs and gives herself enough time that she can, um, I guess, close the door in that special way that she knows how to do. And the phones are disconnected, so she gets on the internet. But like... <laughs> Yeah, like, she sends like a voice m- modem DOS message to nine one one. This is Floyd. <laughs> What's your emergency? They says back in typist. Yes, and uh, she does tell them something is getting her. I think she tries or something. But the weird part is that I'm pretty sure they disconnected the landline, and. Back then, most internet connections were based off of landline. You could have one or the other. So they must have had two separate landlines running with their house. internet connections now are based on landline. Some are. But I don't... Well, unless you're using your phone to tether or something. Or... Fiber optic lines. Let's not get into this. Cable, fiber optic. DSL is what you're thinking of, and that is through the phone lines. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, It does matter. You can cut a line and... Almost all internet that goes to somebody's house has a hard line somewhere. DSL stands for direct signal lasers. That doesn't. So anyway. <laughs> I think I just got more acne on my face. <laughs> the 5G's gonna get you. <laughs> so. Uh. <laughs> uh, after she contacts 911 and says that they're dispatching someone, Ghostface disappears away from the door and then Billy busts in and is like, I heard you screaming. What's wrong? From the window. From, from the, the window. window. And so. She's all like, you tried to kill me. I heard screaming from my house two miles away. A phone <laughs> falls out of his pocket and she's like. <laughs> it's a it cell phone you. telephone. <laughs> and Cellular phone. At first I thought I was stealing that from Futurama, but then the sheriff calls it that later. <laughs> a what? A cellular telephone, I think he calls it. <laughs> In the one Futurama movie, she's like, I'm going to call Fry's cell phone telephone. <laughs> cell phone telephone. Uh, and then the so, sheriff says that. Uh, it, at that point, you are meant to realize that the reason why he came in through her window the night before, even though he had never done that, was because he was checking to see if it could be done. So Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. She... Tells the police that it was him. They arrest him. Was well, this where she opens the front door then? And Dwayne or Dewey is standing there and she screams and he screams. Yeah, because she runs from him. And she runs she, from Billy. Yeah. And out the front door and she's like, Wah! and Dewey's like, because <laughs> he's holding the ghost face mask. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yes, it had to have been Billy because he had a cell phone and those cost like $900. A cellular telephone. <laughs> what is happening right now? I don't know. Now? I mean, it was 1996, so cell phones had come a decent ways by then. Yeah. It wasn't like the laptop bag, you know, that you used to have to <laughs> plug oh, into your car. And those old car phones. <laughs> gave you. amazing. Yeah. Little antenna that you had to stick up. Yeah. <laughs> Cost you like 97 cents per second. <laughs> Any Gen Zers who are listening to this are like, what? <laughs> Why do I'm we gonna say get on my iPhone and text my brothers? <laughs> you say as if you don't have a smartphone. Well, <laughs> it's not an iPhone. It's not an iPhone. It's not an iPhone. <laughs> it's true. So <laughs> they arrest Billy and she finally gets to Tatum's house. 
<laughs> and well, no, she's at the police, police department. Yeah. You almost skipped over. There's something. a lot of exposition here. They take her to the police station, and Billy's looking at her like a total fucking creep. Yeah, like glaring. Like at you her. want to try and prove you're innocent, but you're like, he yeah. twists his spine like 17 times to get around to look at her in that chair. <laughs> He's just an owl, like his head spinning in circles a bunch of times. So Tatum shows up at the police station mm-hmm. to pick up uh, Sydney, and um, that annoying fucking reporter lady, Gail, is there. Yes. And apparently, she's writing a book on her mother's murder. Yep, and yeah. like embellishing it and just being an awful. Well, she bitch. believes that Cotton Weary Weary is. Innocent. Well, she doesn't say that in the book, I don't think. No, that's what she was saying in the book. Oh. That's, that was the big thing. Like, she believed that Cotton Weary was innocent, so she was trying to prove his innocence by doing her investigative journalism Presumably, stuff. she was doing, like, an investigative journalist story during the time of his trial, whenever Sydney was, um, whenever she what was... What was the name? It was Calisfer. Mm. Um... <laughs> Whenever she was testifying against Cotton Weary, and she was poking holes in Sydney's story, saying, you know, he, this could have happened, and that could have happened, and this evidence is flimsy, because there's so much riding on her testimony, which I don't... Whatever. Because um, she saw him. That's the animosity. Um, all right. Well, it doesn't make her a good, better person. For it me. doesn't. Um, <laughs> trying to it find the her... truth is noble, but being her is not noble. So it makes she... her a better person in one sense, but in the other sense, it makes her horrible. She yeah. clearly doesn't care about people. <laughs> she just wants the story. The story it's still yeah. Sydney's mother's murder making money for her. Mm-hmm. Say that ten times fast. Sydney's mother's murder making money for her. I said it once. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she's outside the police station, of course. And, and she's like, Sydney, Sydney, let me shove my microphone in your face because I'm an awful bitch. And like, do you believe that it was him that killed your mother? <laughs> and Sydney's like, uh, I, she, oh, she asked her about the book. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's coming out later this year. And she's like, well, I'll pick up a copy. And then she goes, I'll send one to you. And then Sydney just hauls off and punches her right in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Dewey was like, where'd you learn to throw a punch like that? As he puts her in the police car and drives him away. Uh, all right. So Terrible anyway. ice cream flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Two scoops of horseshit. <laughs> uh, so they Clocks go, her in the face and goes back to the house. Yeah. They yeah. go back to Tatum's house and they're. <laughs> not think, not think of Channing Tatum. <laughs> they're. I was trying to think, who, what is Tatum? What does that keep reminding me of? <laughs> Channing Tatum. Yep. She he doesn't have a proper name. <laughs> His first name's Channing. It sounds like you're doing something. I was Channing that Tatum over there. <laughs> it does kind of sound like You could like Channing that. potatoes to put them in a, you know, ma- make mashed potatoes. It sounds like a sound effect for whenever, specifically whenever a, a, a chandelier gets bumped. And it goes, ling, ling, ling. Channing. <laughs> the but, chandelier was Channing in the corner. <laughs> uh, Tatum and... Sydney are having, like, girl talk about Billy and about how it's been almost a year, Sid. And because she apparently hasn't had sex with him since her mother's death. Yeah, I don't understand any of that. I didn't follow that reasoning either. He says they've been getting, they were really hot and heavy in the beginning. And I'm assuming he means that they were having sex. But then it also seems like they've never had sex. So I don't really understand. And I don't, I'm Because they make a reference to her being a virgin later. Yeah, and something about her, her underwear rule. And I, I was trying to figure out what that was. And I don't understand. There was a sure. lot of dialogue in this that I felt were supposed to be, like, 
euphemisms and colloquialisms and things. Mm. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. There used to be an underwear rule where you had to wash whites with only whites and colors with only colors. I do not. But I never do that. I dump everything in the washer. <laughs> it's going under my Same clothes. Too. And if you're lucky enough to see it, you better not give me a hard time about my whites being slightly tinted another color. Mm-hmm. The only laundry protocol I observe now, ever, in my entire life is the uh, Krampus t-shirt you guys made me. Hmm. <laughs> I put it, it in the wash, <laughs> in cold, in, up inside out, and then I don't put it in the dryer. So <laughs> That's it. That's the most I've ever separated the laundry. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So they're having they're this at really Tatum's house oh. and sensitive and conversation. Like, you should have sex with somebody, and then I think she gets a phone call from the killer again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tatum's Which she mom doesn't is tell like, anyone about. Sydney, phone call for you. And Tatum's like, tell him that she's busy. And Sydney's like, no, it's fine. I'll take it. And so she goes and she takes the phone, and she—I think she thought it was her, maybe her dad or something. Yes, because they still haven't located him. And I. Uh, she <laughs> it's it's the killer yeah and sorry at this point i believe she thinks that billy used his one phone call she doesn't yet think that but <laughs> later on she figures out <laughs> but it's it's not a fucking hard thing to figure out i don't i don't understand we'll get to it okay so <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, it's the killer. And then she hangs up the phone. And then everybody just goes to school the next day like nothing fucking happened. Right. And Except there's a bunch of, bunch of reporters and police out in front of the school now. Yeah. And I think they might have had, like, an assembly or something. I don't... I honestly don't remember. But um, she... People wearing ghost face costumes go running down the halls. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she goes into a bathroom. This was after Dewey says to the... Um, sheriff that they sell these costumes at every five and dime which apparently is true according to halloween you sell halloween masks. To the cops uh dewey said oh, to dewey. The, yeah, yeah dewey yeah. said to the the um sheriff sheriff you can buy them, penny yeah at every five and dime um which is what happened in halloween five <laughs> and dime they're not even in business anymore i don't even know what that is i thought it was just, <laughs> it's just a colloquialism for stores isn't it i think it or was an it? actual chain oh my like god it was like a zero dollars and we have this as an llc so come after us we are not liable that's true but here i'll fix it for you i recently went into a store that's known for having all of their products five dollars or less a store that i thought was referencing a temperature but it's not apparently no (laughs) so i went in and found multiple things that were more than five dollars and i felt lied to yeah, things didn't used to be over $5 at the store. But it's anyway, growing. so... Cokes used to be a fucking dollar for a bottle out of the machine. Now they're like twenty seven fifty For 20 ounces of Coke. <laughs> Pour it directly There's into my mouth if that's the case. Actual Coke in those bottles. <laughs> they used to be. So, oh, well, at my high school, we had a like a cocaine machine. Yeah. You guys didn't have one of those? <laughs> Always gets stuck and the little baggie breaks it open. Was, it was two fifty for a line i don't know how to do drug stuff but <laughs> i just imagine I the bag cocaine comes in lines doesn't it the bag breaking open and you having to lift up the flap and going <laughs> inside the little receptacle at any rate oh my god so, so school she, is a mess the next she goes day. into the bathroom and two girls are in there and they're like sydney probably made that up she yeah. stabbed herself or something i don't know little and, miss cheerleader psychologist yeah <laughs> And it just, 
whenever traumatic things happen to your parents, you just snap and break and then you kill everybody. Yeah. And that's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us just bury it deep down inside and have nightmares. Mm, yep. <laughs> That's what I do with everything. <laughs> uh, and so Sydney hides in one of the stalls and they go out and continue having their conversation and then they leave. And then she checks under the, the doors of the stalls to see if there's anybody else in there. Because she hears whispering going, Sydney. Oh, and then thinks yeah. it's an air vent <laughs> instead. She's the least perceptive person on earth <laughs> she has a negative wisdom score uh so but it turns out to be Ghostface. yeah doesn't she get attacked right here and there yeah yeah right she, here there now she does the most 90s like uh runs forward and then gets onto her knees and like slides under the knife as he's swinging <laughs> over her and she flies out the door and then he's gone yeah was he just and did waiting? she tell anyone about that Presumably, and I don't know why we don't Is get to see that. Is that why Fonzie shut down the school? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Presumably, because now that there's I thought people... she didn't tell anybody about that either. <laughs> oh, but and like... he expelled two students for wearing ghost face masks. After threatening them <laughs> with bodily harm. And I have on oh, here... Oh, he did. That was awesome. Yeah, he's he says, you're both expelled because of your, your callous disregard for your fellow students' well-being. And they're like, what? That's not fair. And he, in typical... So he, he says about, uh, you know, they're going to be expelled. And they're like, that's not fair. And then he turns right around. And he's like, you know... But he puts on this charm and says, you're right. That is unfair. What I should do... And he grabs this large, heavy steel pair of scissors. Like the biggest scissors I've ever they're seen. They're terrifying. It starts cutting through... Like, I was like afraid bone he, scissors I was afraid he was going to cut his finger. He starts cutting through this mask. And he's like, what I should do is string you both up and put your insides and your outsides for everyone else to see. Doesn't he cut the one kid's shirt with the scissors? I think he like does. Like, he sticks he the scissor points in his shirt and, like, tears it a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, Did you say at least the carpet's brown? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the principal's name was Mr. Himbley. Himbley, yeah. <laughs> Himbley Wimbley. I still call him Fonzie. <laughs> That's a big deal. It is. So he and he's right to do so. <laughs> I would have expelled them too. Yeah, no, definitely. Yes. That's an awful thing to do. To be so callous and cruel to do something like that. And to run past the person who was just attacked the night before. And think it was funny. Not yeah. to mention that the cops could have shot you dead right then and there. Yeah. <clears throat> So, <laughs> Gossiper, no. They shut down the school and everybody's like, yeah, now we're going to have a party. And so... Well, Stu is the champion of the party having. Is yeah. he not? Yes. Because well, they go to party. his house, don't they? They party. do. And she's with him. With him? She's with him for some <laughs> reason. Uh, Tatum is with him for some reason. You know, he's... The worst. Like, he's just the worst. He's He's got an annoying face, an annoying voice, and... Like, the tongue thing is what bothers me the most. He constantly, like, sentences are like... And I just... Dude, I just want to punch you in the tongue. I'm making the face, but anyway. I didn't mean mean for that to sound sexual. (laughs) I'm a little aroused. (laughs) So, he goes to... He and Billy go to the video store. Uh, Just real quick... Tatum convinces her friend who, on the anniversary of her mother's death, or almost the anniversary... That's the next day. Almost the anniversary of her mother's death, and who was just attacked in her house and also attacked at school by someone who presumably wants to murder her, convinces her to go out to a party because it would be good for her and it would be fun. And break curfew. Yeah. You are not a good friend at all. (laughs) No, Tatum is not. 
Dewey takes the girls around to buy things for the party, and uh, Stu and Billy go to the video store to rent some horror movies from Randy, because all three of them are, like, obsessed with horror movies. Was Ghostface just waiting in the bathroom all day in that stall? Sitting on the toilet (laughs) with their feet up, (laughs) just hoping that Sydney would come in and they would just have an opportunity. Maybe they snuck in while she was hiding in the stall from the other two. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're clearly, whatever Ghostface is, is clearly supernatural because there are times where things happen that are not possible. But clearly, he's not. Because all it takes is just a a quick shoulder or an elbow (laughs) and fall backwards. Uh, Yeah, the one in Dead by Daylight is a lot tougher than that one. A little bit of physical harm. My only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> a mild inconvenience. My only weakness. I just, I thought that whenever the boots come down. I was like, how long have you been in there? And they're big fucking feet. <laughs> clump, clump. At, at what point did somebody say, it's like deja vu all over again? <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't know where it was in the movie, but somebody was like, that. it's like deja vu all over again. And I'm like, did you just mean deja vu? Like, they might I be think, referencing a movie. I think honestly that that used to be like a saying because my mom says that. I'm you not even have joking. Deja vu all over again. It's just deja vu. Just deja I vu. think it's just people being extra about saying deja vu. Like they found out what it meant. You don't and say then we leftovers. Like, uh, like they're just leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't have leftover leftovers. They're just leftovers. Just leftovers. What if there? What if there's no? Anyway. No. So. <laughs> but like, okay, if you make a meal and then put it in the fridge and then you get your leftovers out and eat it, if you have food left over from that, it's still just leftovers. But it's leftovers from your leftovers, so it's leftover leftovers. <laughs> oh, it's not. Also, you shouldn't like reheat things multiple times no. if there's meat in it. Just don't do that. Anyway, so also don't take our advice. But that one's one you should probably consider taking. <laughs> <laughs> the rare occurrence don't where our do advice this. might be helpful. Don't take that advice. Oh wait, no, actually take that advice. Um. <laughs> yeah. So they they decide to have this party. They go to the video store <laughs> to rent Halloween. I and guess. what's his face? Randy. Stu Randy. is like, Randy, you got to come to my rager tonight for some reason. I guess because Randy's I don't know. a person. I have a theory on why they invited him, but I'll say it later. So <laughs> uh, they're walking through the the video store having a conversation. Oh, and Stu ran up to him while he was holding a movie like that he yeah. was trying to put back on a shelf because he works at the video store. And on a hit, school day. And hits the tape out of Randy's hand. Like, Stu runs up and, like, punches it out of his hand. Yeah, there's, like, a stack of VHS tapes <laughs> that get knocked out and fall on the floor. And even though they, I guess they didn't want to be a sponsor to this movie, you can clearly see part of a blockbuster sign in the background. <laughs> uh, so, they're having this conversation about all of the tropes and horror movies and who the killer might be and, uh, 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 He's convinced Stu. it's Billy. Um, Stu is like, well, well, it could be um, Sydney's dad. I mean, they haven't heard from him. And Randy's like, well, no. I, if if this were a horror movie, it wouldn't be the dad. The killers would just be using that as a red herring. And like, so anyway. <laughs> and then he turns around and Billy's right there. <laughs> Has anybody ever been you. distracted by a red herring? Yeah. They're beautiful. 
I don't even think it's a real fish. I don't know. It's a bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, herring. Herring. Uh, hang on. A heron is a bird. A herring is a fish. <laughs> I was mostly just trying to make a joke. I've and never I... seen a red heron either. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> and look you believe, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything Victor says, I usually take for... I was trying to make a joke, and then I, I let my idiot slip out. <laughs> a red heron. That's a discount version. It's just a spray But it's, it's just another one of those things. Like, were fishermen distracted by red herrings a lot when they're fishing? Where does that come from? There's a term somewhere. Maybe they don't taste good, and so, like, they would accidentally catch some red herring while they were trying to catch blue herring, and... <laughs> One tastes like cotton candy and one tastes like mud. Well, they make it seem like it's something you want. So I, I assume if you see a red herring and then becomes like, you know, Moby Dick, you're like, get that herring. And you change course just to get that fish. Because red herrings are something that typically are so all-encompassing that it distracts you from your main task. Not it's the like other way around. The Roadrunner in the Wile E. Coyote cartoons. I guess. Yeah, why doesn't he ever go after anything else? He feels like 9,000 the times. Roadrunner has like... You know, all its different pieces taste like different food. Oh, that's true. He does show he that He has a diagram out. of it, yeah. That's a little creepy. Yeah. All right, all right so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, it, it was, it, it's definitely Billy, and then bumps into Billy. Both words. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Indigestion. He essentially threatens Randy's life. Yeah, he bumps into him by Billy grabbing him by the shirt. That's the bumping that happened. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like backing up and like bumped into No, him. he goes to do the stereotypical thing where he makes a comment and then goes to turn around and Billy's there and grabs him by the shirt. He's like, how do we know it's not you? And he looks like a fucking zombie. Yeah. Billy's uh, not normal. Boyfriend material. He's like, just greasy. Greasy, creepy. <laughs> Starey. I mean, greasy's bad. I was a greasy teenager. but He's all of the bad dwarves. <laughs> greasy, starey, creepy. Probably stinky. Pushy. <laughs> Stabby. Uh... So then we cut to. I think this is where. Well, hey. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this is where Gail starts to put the moves on Dewey, I think. Or maybe we skip that. But all I know is that she starts trying to butter him up. And she says to him at one point Butter him up. You don't look a day over 12. And then starts hitting on him. Yeah. And it's really weird and gross. It was at the school right whenever it yeah. let out. Yeah. I don't get she it. She was like, she was like, oh, yeah, you're so young. And something about being in his 20s. And then, but you don't look a day over 12. And then, yeah. like, starts, like, touching him and, like, getting all feely. It's really fucking what? weird. Like, fuck what? you, lady. What? What? <laughs> Because yep. he tells her, he, t- he tells her, I'm 25. And she's like, oh, uh, in a recent poll, they found that my my age demographic was 18 to 25 or 18 to 24. I missed you by one year. And like his response is actually cute to that afterwards at the end of it when he's leaving. But her saying that he doesn't look a day over 12 and then starts hitting it. Like, it's just that's not a compliment. Nobody wants to be a 12 year old. No. Also, that's gross. A bartender said that to me one time. I was really upset about it because I was 21 and in this bar and she was like, ID. And I was like, here. And I handed it over. I I was 21. So whatever. And (laughs) she was like, you look like you're 12 and handed me back my ID. And I was like, 
It's not. Okay. It's not a compliment. It's not something you want to hear. Also, you started that, and I thought that this bartender also doubled as law enforcement in your world. <laughs> uh, D. <laughs> Well, my other thing, too, was that I was with two of my friends who were in their 30s, and I was like, what does that say about you guys that she thought that you were bringing a 12-year-old into a bar at 10 o'clock on a Friday night? I got carded for cigarettes the other day. After you shaved? Yeah. Yeah. It makes you look There's still plenty of gray hair going around. (laughs) Plenty of it. I mean, people are dyeing their hair like silver and stuff these days, so maybe they just thought it was a style uh, choice. I went to buy spray paint today, and the, <laughs> the message the message came up on the screen and was like, boop, boop, ID required. And she walked over and didn't even, like, I went to get it out of my wallet. She just pushed right past me and started hitting buttons and was like, there you go. And I was like, you bitch, you could have at least asked. <laughs> I'm offended. Get carded for cold medicine too. Well, they <laughs> have law. To, they have to card you. They have to swipe it to make sure that you're not buying like stocks of it to make <sighs> meth. Just tell them next time you're not getting you're not using it to make meth. I'm not using this to make meth. And then they won't like so don't don't you don't need this in my card. <laughs> It'll go fine. <laughs> well I figure when I'm buying it and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> sure, pretty sure. damn obvious why I'm buying it. <laughs> oh my god. So they eventually end up out at Stu's house, which is out in the middle of nowhere, like Stu. back a dirt road. And is massive. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's beautiful. Yeah, like his parents are upper middle class, at least. Yeah, at minimum. Um, <laughs> which is the same thing, just a, a different way. And I don't know where the fuck the garage doors are. Not <laughs> yeah, anywhere you either. can see them on the house. <laughs> yeah, They lead off the cliff in the front of the house. Because <laughs> I thought everybody at the party would have been walking past the fucking garage doors to get out of that place. It's yeah. nowhere near the driveway, I can tell you that. Well, there's a, bar, a, a a boat parked in front of it, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no one needs to go that way, I guess. So. <laughs> uh, just as a side note for the future. So Dewey drives his underage sister and her underage friend to a party in the middle of nowhere where everybody's going to be drinking. Mm-hmm. And come creeping up the, the path is uh, Gail Weathers. And... <laughs> She gets out of the van and Dewey comes over and he's like, why are you out here? There's no stories out here. But he's more charming about it than that. And yeah, he's like, why are you, what are you doing out here? Sort of goofily befuddled. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, oh, well, you never know when a big story's going to break. And <laughs> I'd like to point out she's trespassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he is about to go inside and he's like, do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she is handed a handheld camera. A portable camera. Yeah. <laughs> by her camera guy. That would have had... The only decent guy in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have had, like, at max, maybe 25 minutes of battery life. At max. <laughs> the camera, not him. Yeah. And would honestly have not held, like, a, a two megabyte memory card for that thing would have been like oh it was wireless though yeah it was wireless with a giant it was fucking wireless. antenna on it and it was not displaying in the same position that she put it in no she put it at like crotch level <laughs> and then later on it's at face level <laughs> also illegal by the way but very much so depends she on what... should and would go to jail for that it depends on what state you're in some states don't have, like, they have a one-party consent to being 
not to trespassing. Uh, well, I mean, trespassing, yeah, but like they're. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you can't put cameras in people's homes, even in those states. Uh, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think there's a difference between an expected means of communication, like calling someone and then recording that conversation, versus putting a bug in their house. I think there's a difference. You have a reasonable expectation of privacy in your house, not on a phone call. I am also going to pre-law. Um, <laughs> well, no, you like you can record conversations with somebody. Like if you go to visit them in their house, like you can record a conversation with them. And some states, their their wiretapping laws are their one party consent. So like even if you don't have a like a reasonable expectation of privacy, like how many can... times have you done this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. oh, there was this one guy in high school I really liked. And then... <laughs> His name was Stu. <laughs> so anyway. she gets back to the van, and she is just a wretched human being to her camera guy. She yeah. calls him a lard ass because he's not moving fast enough, and just is awful and degrading to he's him. He's the only person in the entire movie that did anything to help anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets back to the van, and... She sees on the camera, on the camera feed, what she just witnessed in person about 20 seconds ago. And they realize there's a like a 30 second about delay. a 30 second delay, which is super convenient and maybe would have been a thing. I don't know. Wireless technology back then. Um, I mean, wireless technology now on um, on Critical Role, uh, they have they have like a 15 second delay from the stream to people seeing it on Twitch. <clears throat> They're at the party, and uh-huh. Billy comes in, and there's this whole thing about, like, I don't think you're guilty anymore because reasons, and yeah, I don't remember her reasoning. There, I don't. Because... I guess the phone call came while he was in prison. And also, she's having questions about her mom and her own recollection yeah. of the night, and she's questioning everything now, and um, at some <laughs> point during this, Stu says to Tatum... Uh, get us some more beers or some in the garage. Dick, go get them yourself. <laughs> so she goes out to the garage to get them. She's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And then does everybody it. thinks it's Randy. <laughs> like anytime, about Randy. Yeah. Like they get a phone call or they see Ghostface, and they're like, Randy. Yeah. Well, he probably considers himself like the class clown and pulls <laughs> pranks on people. But she... <laughs> like that time that he stabbed that. Oh, so she goes out to get beers. Uh, Billy and Sydney go to Stu's bedroom. We might be mixing up the timeline slightly. Have a Doesn't conversation. Matter. Doesn't matter at all. But it's so they're having a conversation that then eventually leads to them having sex. Doing it. Um. And yeah, because more. It's like the better part of like twenty minutes of the movie that they're up there having the conversation and then having sex and everybody else is doing other things yeah. elsewhere. Well, I think most everybody else is watching Halloween yeah. on the TV downstairs. Yes. Yeah, with Randy not shutting his stupid fucking mouth. As they're watching it, they're like, here comes the obligatory tit shot. And then it shows her uh, in her bra. And then there's a, a casual shot over the shoulder of her removing her bra. And then they're all like, whoa, downstairs. Because it's trying to sync it up to be like, look, look, look. Aren't we so clever? We're yeah. making comparisons. <laughs> oh, oh. And... <laughs> That's he goes off at some point about the rules of mm-hmm. uh, horror movies and how the the rules to not getting killed are to be a virgin, 
to not do drugs or drink alcohol. Don't say you'll be right back. Mm. Yeah. And um, so... I can't tell if that stuff made me like this movie more or like it less. I can't tell. Meanwhile, Tatum is in the garage trying to get beer. She gets a couple and then... She gets about eight. She opens the garage door while trying to turn the light on accidentally and then closes the garage door after successfully turning on the light, goes over and opens the fridge and gets a handful of beers. And then the garage door opens again and she looks over and it's Ghostface. Well, no, she no. she went to go... Um, the The door locks. The door to the inside of the house locks. So she... Oh. Uh, and she goes over and tries it and can't get out and she's like guys it's not funny randy okay. randy and then she hears a noise in another part of the garage because this garage apparently holds 17 vehicles <laughs> and doesn't hold the boat um no, she i guess starts to walk back down and that's when Ghostface gets her like he he like charges her and he's just standing there because she's like Stu, is that you? Is this your way of telling me something oh, about, that's right. I don't remember, some stupid joke? And then she walks up to him and she's like, is that you? And he's like, no. And she's like, is it Randy? And he's like, no. And then she's like, do you want me to play the helpless victim? And he shakes his head yes. And then... You can't shake your head yes. He nods yes. And then... Shake, shake, I actually have this argument rather frequently. Shake, shake, shake. He nods his head yes. And then she says something and goes to move past him and he grabs her hand and knocks some beers out of her hand. And that's when she knows it's serious because Stu wouldn't waste beer. Oh, snap. Because she was carrying like 12. (laughs) And then he just casually, very lightly, I guess with a razor sharp knife, literally razor sharp, just puts it on her arm and like drags it down and causes like a nine inch gash in her arm. Yeah. Yeah. And she screams and runs backwards. And then starts throwing beer bottles, beer bottles at him with beer surprising ac- accuracy. Yeah, like she's messing him up with the beer bottles. Yeah, and, uh, and like to 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 smash a full sealed bottle, a glass bottle takes a lot of fucking force. And I'll tell you what, if you get hit with glass, you better hope it breaks. <laughs> yeah, because if it bounces off of you, especially your head, that's when it hurts oh, the worst. Oh god! You hear that? Sound. Like you see like that dumbass at a party and he takes like a bottle and goes like clink and like it doesn't break and he's just like in the worst pain for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's why. But smiling because he can't let anyone know he hurt himself. <laughs> Want to see me crush this can on my head? <laughs> that's a glass stew. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, she fucks him up good a couple of times. Kicks him a little bit. And I guess doesn't want to wait for the garage to open because I guess he well she's trying to get him. out of the yeah well the buttons are behind him on the stairs oh that's right she goes to just run out through the cat door in the garage yeah door so while this is happening Dewey and uh Gail are out in the van and he gets a call that there's an abandoned vehicle in the woods and he asks her if she wants to go with him to investigate and she says yes and she goes to get in his car, and he's like, oh, no, I thought we'd walk. It's such a beautiful night. And then they try <sighs> to elude that he's the killer now. One of many failed oh, attempts I didn't to be pick like, that up. this guy could be the killer. This yeah, guy like could be the killer. Yeah, like he's taking Gail out to investigate an abandoned car. One could but... only wish. When you do that with sarcastic <laughs> air quotes, it really makes it seem like you're just saying that it's euphemism for sex. To investigate a abandoned car, if you know what I mean. It didn't come across to me like sex. Maybe, I guess, just when anyone alludes to something being euphemism, I always think sex. I, I didn't think he was the killer. 
I, like that didn't make me think there's that. half a second where her face kind of like falls a little bit when he's like oh i thought we just walked it's such a nice night that's supposed to be like he might be murdering her like oh, could he be uh, is she in danger okay nah. so <laughs> this was one of those times where i got scary movie mixed up oh and i wasn't sure if i had seen scream or scary movie because in the first scary movie movie spoiler alert coming here it was the deputy sheriff. He had oh, been boy. playing a uh, developmentally oh. delayed deputy that they just kind of let on the force out of pity, I guess. Why would you do that? And apparently it was a long ass con from like the time he was born that he like pretended to be not all there and then he ended up killing a bunch of people so i don't even need to watch this movie to know that it was horribly offensive oh yeah absolutely i am not gonna watch it (laughs) just that aspect of it like i figured the movie was raunchy and and low low franging unless you guys want to set another um you know hounds of horror record because i'll give it two zeros (laughs) (laughs) i might start going the negative numbers i've never seen it never i I tried the first half hour of it i think and Hearing that description, that's that's what I can expect from this movie. I'm not interested. No, yeah, no, it it, it just was, sounds awful and offensive. It was very 2000. I like, was watching, was... like I said, a half hour, and after that half hour, I'm like, you know what? I think I gotta cut my toenails. It's got to be more interesting than this. <laughs> my spoons haven't been washed in like a day. I'm gonna go do that. That's how I feel about every Will Ferrell movie ever. <laughs> so you haven't seen all right, the other guys. she's getting attacked in the garage. She goes to run out, gets. Most of her upper body through, and then the next scene, she's only got her neck through. Cat door. Because, yes, through the cat door. It's because they realized that she could very easily fit through that door without <laughs> that much effort, so they had to cut it I again. mean, she got her, let's be fair, massive boobs through the cat door, but mm. could not get her waist through. Yeah. I understand except, waist is made up of bone more so, but... When they looked at her, like, from the outside of the garage, it was like her boobs and shoulders up but whenever they looked at her from inside the garage it was one shoulder yes and like her forehead <laughs> right that's what i was that saying like they, they she there was one scene where they probably told her now try to get out of this door like you're scrambling for your life and she did and she got out really fast so they had to cut it she the probably next just did like a diving leap right through it they were like, well, shit that's not gonna work well let's do another scene where you get stuck and then they just cut them together and it doesn't work. But whatever. <laughs> and so he turns on, he being Ghostface, turns on the uh, the garage door and her face gets smushed like a rubber ball. On the edge of the door? But here's the thing. I don't remember. Those doors are not that strong. They are not. So the mechanism to lift it may be that powerful, but the doors are not. They're almost always hollow. And I just, that whole thing. Yeah, like she would have busted out the bottom frame. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. It's very obvious in her position then from where we see her from the back where it's only like one arm and a shoulder that's stuck. She could have just pulled her elbow in and fell out. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So yeah, she gets Mission Impossible 1 style. Yeah. Smushed. And then we cut back to Billy is with. Sydney. Yes. Just after. Oh, and Ghostface goes into there and I guess stabs Billy? Couple Not times? yet. No. Not yet, no. This is. Well, he... cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> um, yes, they, they go back to Billy and 
uh, Sydney, Sydney just after their post-coitus. And, um, oh, I guess it was at this point. No, you were right. Somebody runs in and says they found Principal Hembry. Oh, oh he Hembry. did get murdered. Yeah. They did yeah. murdered and hung up from the goalpost at school. And everyone being terrible, psychopathic, awful children are like, yeah, an authority figure got murdered. Let's see if we can get there before they get him yeah, down. Yeah, let's go check it out. I mean, my class had a couple assholes like that. But this class seems just rife with... <laughs> They're all <bad>. Callous. Yeah. <laughs> and Randy's like, oh, come on, guys. Let's just watch the movie. It's just getting to the good part. But it's it's not. It's Halloween. And it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> so they all go running out to their cars and leave. Leaving uh, Randy, Billy... Wait, why, why did... Oh, they all went to the school to see the principal. The principal. They all went okay, to see the body. I was not clear on that. Yeah, they all, they're all running out to, <clears throat> to go see this. Their principal who's been disemboweled and hung up on the goalposts. And... At some point, um, Stu says to Randy, while other people are still there, is like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go get some more beers. Um, Tatum was supposed to get them, but I don't know. I'll be right is. back. I'll be right back." <laughs> and so God. he leaves, and I'm like, "Oh, well, he's gonna find Tatum." And then they don't do anything with that. And so, <laughs> is that because he actually went upstairs as Ghostface? <clears throat> uh yes so he well well we don't know that yet yeah whoops cat's out of the bag now <laughs> but anyways it cuts up to billy and like he, i guess he's going to leave the bedroom and he's like thanks for all the sex and then he gets stabbed by Ghostface. well it, she she stops and only just now thinks about <laughs> thinks about information that she's had for like multiple hours and or multiple days and yeah. she goes Huh? Who did you call with you with your phone call? And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, I call my dad. And yeah, well, because she goes, "Who did you call?" And he like he, he stops for a second, like, "What? What do you mean?" And then, <laughs> and then, like, because like there's this pause, and then she's like, "With your one phone call." She's like, "I call my dad," and she's like, "No, you didn't. The sheriff called your dad. I, I heard him." He's like, "Yeah, but when I called, uh, he didn't answer." And she's like, "Oh, hmm, okay." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you don't you don't still think I'm the killer, do you?" And then that's when she turns around and. She's like, Billy, Billy, and Ghostface is coming up behind him and gives him a good old stabaroo a couple times. Yep. In the chest. She goes running out. And the chesticles. Gets into the attic, I guess, or something. Um, Where did she? No, she, I thought she ran outside. Eventually. She cameraman. Goes up, she goes out on the roof. So Billy gets stabbed <laughs> a couple of times and Sydney goes running off. And I was under the impression it was an attic, but maybe it's just a different junk room or something. Because she's running through oh. and she slides a surfboard over the door. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that holds him for a while. And she Surfboards goes... Surfboards are kind of heavy. She They're doesn't ever thick. go up any stairs. But yeah, it is like a weird storage room that's like an attic. The best impromptu door jam I ever saw was in Drive. When he grabs the mattress off the bed and jams it up against the door. Yeah. Because, like, you kick it open, and then it just flops back shut. Because <laughs> it's, it's heavy, it's springy. Yeah. Um, I swear I saw... It might have been Burn... No, it wasn't Burn Notice. Uh, it was Blacklist, I think, where they take a knife, uh, a butter knife, and shove it under a door jam. Ah, yeah. And just shink. And I was like, you know, that's a really fucking good idea. Oh, in Boardwalk Empire, the Irish guy used a spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he bent a spoon and, like, stuck it so nobody could get in, so he could strangle somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Great door jams. Uh, surfboard is okay. It's on the I list. say Irish guy because he had an Irish brogue. So, <laughs> so uh, it, when it comes to items used to block doors, surfboard is it's on the list. It's not that high, but he it's on the list. Handsome too. Um, 
So she does that, and then she goes and tries like thirteen windows, and eventually gets to and one she's that like opens. Banging on the one <laughs> yeah. towards the van, but I mean, all that's in there is the cameraman because Gail and Dewey are still walking to the abandoned and almost car. got killed by the teenagers driving out of the house. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I think it flashes over to I think it does to Dewey and Gail, and they're walking, and they start having like a cute because the movie's just as bored as we are. <laughs> and <laughs> then Dewey's like, "Oh wait, there it is," and or no. No, that uh, everybody's leaving because they're going to find the surprisingly the... quiet cars yeah. zoom up on them, <laughs> and then he goes, "Wow, they're going really fast. Let they me stand hybrids. in the road and wave my flashlight." And well, at one point, them. he goes, "Freeze!" Would have been better if he pulled his gun. <laughs> stop! I... Wait, freeze! Hammer time! <laughs> I think she <laughs> grabs him and throws him over. The ditch. Yeah, they both go rolling. Like, she, like, tackles him. I don't know. But and then they, they roll, and romantically, he rolls on directly top on her. top of her, but doesn't put a knee through her rib cage like what actually happened in real life. <laughs> if it were me, I'd be like, oh, this is really romantic. If you tackled me off the side of the road, like, you got to give me a minute. And he's, like, Person staring. underneath him, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> He's staring at her. And she, like, glances over to her left, and then she's like, wait, there it is. And she, the way that, whatever she said, he thought Is that what you're looking for? Oh, yeah. My whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really Uh. cheesy. I'm glad you remembered, because I forgot what Mm -hmm. it was. And... I have it written here that some of these lines are really 90s. Yeah. And they are. And it was... And I can't tell if it's ironic or not. (laughs) I don't think it is. (laughs) It was Neil's car, uh, Sydney's dad, Mm -hmm. dad's car. Like a... Volvo or old Subaru? Oh, it doesn't matter. Station wagon. Not at all. <laughs> so Volvos are good cars. They are. They so flash are back over to the house and flash back to reality. Um, that's when Ghostface is chasing Sydney through the the room, the junk room, yeah. and she finally comes to a window that leads out the back of the house, and she leaps out of it. No, she gets it open and does the same thing that. What's her face? Drew Barrymore did in the beginning, where she gets out, stands on the roof, and is like, oh, I don't, I, well, maybe I shouldn't, and then looks back, and Ghostface is there, and oh, yeah. tries to grab her, and she falls backwards onto a inflated boat mattress. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm like she's fine. <laughs> and that's when she rolls over and sees that Tatum has been totemed. Uh, oh, yeah. And she runs over to the van, and the camera guy's like, get in, get in, and, like, lets her in. Yeah. And... The only helpful thing. Well, there's another one right after this that he does, too. Yeah. Uh, he looks at the house, and Ghostface pops up out of nowhere and slits his throat. No, no, no. Back wow, up. you are really, really not remembering this movie at all. So Am I not? She no. lets him into the thing, and they're watching he- the... That's her. He, oh, whatever. Right, right, right. Yep, 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 yep. And they're right. watching the video feed, and Randy's still sitting there on the couch like a dumbass, and Ghostface is coming up behind him, and the guy's like, oh, I gotta go warn him. He's like, watch out, kid. But then he runs out, and the front door's open, and he's like, oh, it's on a 30-second delay, and then Ghostface cuts his throat. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. And he, like, looks back at Sydney, and he's like, the door, close the yeah. door. Yeah. You know? With his dying breath, he tries to save her. He tells did. her door, and like. He was the only good guy in the whole thing. (laughs) And then shenanigans ensue, and uh, then 
she somehow gets out of like a back hatch and Ghostface, despite the fact that he seems supernatural at times, tries to follow her through this clearly too small for them to fit hole and gets stuck and does the ah shucks thing on the floor. She's running away. <laughs> yes, that does happen. Blimey. Yeah, he's like, ah, shucks. <laughs> I was going to stab you. <laughs> and she goes running off into the house, I guess. Randy. No. Here's where it gets fuzzy for me. She runs to his car, to the Jeep, I guess. Yes. And hides in the Jeep. And then Ghostface comes over and... Oh, she's trying to start the Jeep, but the keys aren't there. Oh, oh right. shit. She, Ghostface stabbed the cop before this. Oh, that's right. She goes to run inside. Yeah. And I like, guess they Dewey both got back. comes stumbling out. <laughs> and he's like, Sydney. And then he falls over and Ghostface knife is in his back. And then she runs to the car and tries to start it. But yeah. The keys aren't in it, and Ghostface taps on the window with the knife and holds up the keys to the car that mm, he took yes. from Dewey. And she yes. locks the doors, even <laughs> though he has the 90s keys. doors. And somehow Ghostface goes under the car, like just sort of does like a ah, I'm gone and goes under the car <laughs> and then unlocks the doors. Somehow. Uh, he, I guess she didn't lock the back hatch, but he, well, he's unlocking the actual he, doors. He has the keys. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> like without, I'm, maybe he's reaching up under the. See, window. I'm one of those people that could lock themselves in the car. <laughs> and my keys are outside. But like he he drops down out of view, and I'm guessing now that all he was doing, I thought he was, was hitting running some. Around I thought he was hitting some mechanism under the car because the the doors actually <laughs> pop up. What? But I think what he was doing was just reaching up over the side of the car and going in with the key and opening the door yeah. under the window where she couldn't see. And she's going, ha, ha, and closing the doors like it's whack-a-mole. <laughs> and then he gets into the back and opens up the back hatch. And he grabs a hold of her because she's trying to radio because she's like, oh, shit, there's a radio in here. And yeah. she's trying she to tell them. She does call. Yeah. Dispatch. She and gives tells the, them where she's at. Yeah, she the gives them the address and stuff. So, like. There was a long bit of time between when she called and when the cops actually showed well, up. Well, yeah. And I think that uh, she says, he says, the cops will never get here before you, like, before I kill you or something. And then. At some point they say that. She runs back to the house and. Well, not before she just gently taps him and he goes, ugh. Yeah. And falls backwards <laughs> and then she gets out the car. Yeah. Well, is that, is this the point where she grabs the gun on her way in? Yeah. And Stu and Randy are both outside. And Randy has sustained a severe injury to his pant leg. He has. And like, they're, they're both looking at her like, Stu's crazy. No, Randy's crazy. You yeah. g- give me the gun. And Stu's like coming up, to, like get the gun from her. Yeah. And then she just shuts the door. I'm not the killer. Shoot him. He's not the killer. Shoot me. Wait. She's like, <laughs> screw both of you. And shuts no. the door. And I can't say I blame her. No. I mean, they, they were both complete dicks about the whole uh, her yeah. getting attacked thing. Like, well, I wouldn't be giving up my gun if I had the only gun. Yeah. No, yeah. same. And so <laughs> she goes inside and Billy comes stumbling down the stairs. Yeah. And she's like, Billy, you're alive. And he like stumbles over to the door yeah. and then like looks up and licks his thumb and he's like Well he takes the gun from her. Yeah, he, oh, yeah she yeah, gives yeah. him the gun. And uh and he's like corn syrup. It's what they use in the horror movies. Or they used for the pig's blood in Carrie. Yeah. I think first he lets them in before he then he closes the door and locks it. And that's mm. when you're like, Oh no, he locked the Baby, door, something's just wrong. Let me and then that's when he shoots Randy. And he's like, oh, fuck. And gets shot and flies backwards into a table. 
Yeah. And that's when he's like, corn's blood. Corn's right. blood. Corn's, corn's blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> Uh, corn's blood. I'm of the opinion that corn syrup is a poor substitute for actual sugar. Uh, yeah. It's just gross. Like, drink a soda, like, with the corn syrup in it, and then get, like, the original soda with, like, the sugar in it. The difference is night and day. I like them both. Um, <laughs> I'll say I don't like modern soda, but... Modern. Just saying, real sugar is better. So that's when the monologue starts, and they monologue and monologue, and mm. eventually it comes out that... Cotton Weary is Billy's dad, and the reason that Billy's mom left is because Sydney's Cotton Weary was his dad? No. I don't think that was... No, um... No, they. she was sleeping with Cotton Weary, and he says, your mom was a slut, she made her way around town, she was also sleeping with my dad. And that's why... His mom left, and now he's all mommy. And then it it wasn't that hard to frame Cotton Weary, like no, oh. because they framed him. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I, we know. So he <laughs> your <basically>, favorite words. <laughs> you were right. I yeah. No, those those aren't them at all. It's I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Followed closely by. <laughs> I have coffee. <laughs> so. Follow closely by. I don't need anything from you. Let's I chat. I don't think I often say I have coffee. I more frequently say I need coffee. No, I meant your favorite words to hear. Oh. Oh, yes. I yes, have coffee yes. for you. Essentially. No, you're right. Yes. What was happening was Billy lost his goddamn mind because his mother walked out on them because. I realize that may be traumatizing. Her. Doesn't give you the right to kill people. Sydney's mom was sleeping with Billy's dad. And so in order to get back at her, Billy killed Sydney's mother and then decided that wasn't enough and went after Sydney. Framed an innocent man. Yeah, they framed her her dad. And then I guess decided to wait a year so that it was more climactic and they waited till the anniversary of her death to then frame Needle. her father yeah with the murder of her and everyone else that they murdered in the town it's a really yeah. convoluted plan but if at first one come up with by teenagers one yeah, yeah. so they she asked them for motive and they're like we don't have motive that's the most dangerous we have motive we he means billy and stew and yes. Stu doesn't have a motive he's Stu just, just an wants idiot. to fucking and he kill just people. gets more idiot like, at this point in the movie yeah so then they're like, and and Billy like is like, well, and now we're going to make it look like we were also attacked and like we were the only ones that survived. And so he stabs Stu a few times and yeah, he gets mad because Stu stabs him, even though they agreed to that and then stabs Stu like three times. But it yeah. was supposed to be like once or twice each. And they were supposed to be very careful about what they were stabbing. Yeah. yeah. And then he's just like, stab, stab, stab. And he's like, that hurt, man. That's enough. Stop. You cut me too deep. Stop stopping me. I feel woozy. Raspberry jam's coming out of my shirt. And. Oh, so real quick, we skipped over something. And I, I was waiting for us to get to it and realized that we aren't going to because we passed it. At some point after Lenny, I think was the camera guy's name, gets murdered. Um, the ghost face puts him on the top of the car. Oh, yeah. and apparently cuts every vital organ while his heart is still pumping, I guess. And like blood goes everywhere. And then. Gail gets to the van, gets in it, starts it, 
She goes in reverse, then slams on the brake, and the body falls down the front of the car. And I watched it twice, because I was pretty sure that's not how physics work. If you hit reverse hard enough, and you start going fast enough in reverse... Okay, yes. If. If. But not when you hit the brakes. If you have momentum going in a direction and you have an unsecured load on the top of your vehicle and you hit the brakes, that unsecured load is going to go in that direction, not the opposite direction. It was just more like climactic to have him fall out the front and her to see him and be like, oh no, that's where all this blood is coming from. A body. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this very like top heavy man doesn't fall off of the top of the van, even though he's like hanging off of it at the waist. Like his legs are the only thing that are still <laughs> up top. Like, I thought about that for a while, trying to make sure that the physics were right. And I was like, nope, they're definitely not. That... Stop. We just summoned something. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, so she's trying to get away and, like, windshield wipering the blood off. And yeah. she, like, turns the van hard so Larry falls off and... And sees um, Sydney on the road and swerves off. But I just, I was bothered and by And also it. Like, almost runs over Randy. Like, he was, like, kneeling in the grass, and she almost hit him. Oh, I think he tried to get in the car, and she smacked him in the face with the phone. <laughs> That's right, she did. <laughs> Which made me think he was Ghostface, because one hit, and he's, ugh, and falls <laughs> But no, I just, the, the physics, like, I watched that twice, and I was like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. would it have been that hard for her to go forward and then slam on the brakes and use that as a, a reason for her to get into a different position to, to, to leave the driveway? Like, I just... That's just stupid and it bothered me. I'm sorry that I care about physics. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it's pertinent later on. So, like in a minute. Yeah. So, fast Fast forward back back to what we were talking about. about, Oh, she crashes in the trees. Billy's like, and we're going to play a game, Sydney, but wait, like, I have the best part yet. And, like, pulls her dad out. And if you win, you die. If you lose, you die. Oh, my God. Can everyone die, please? (laughs) This is this movie. And then, like, Stu starts doing that thing, and, like, sticking his tongue out and, like, having... But this was also before they stabbed each other, too. Yes, that's true. Because there's much less of the tongue thing going on whenever he's bleeding out. (laughs) So, Gail comes to the door. Stu goes to pick up the pistol, and it's not there on the counter anymore. Houston, we have a problem, man. Uh, And Gail came in and took it, because she's Uh, not dead yet. It's like if you tried to explain... Hudson's character from Aliens to someone who keep referencing Aliens. I will do it every podcast if I can, because that's that kind of over the top. Like game over, man, game over. Like that's kind of what this character is. (laughs) If you turn it up, yes, it was Bill Paxton. The Bill Paxton. Mm, If you turn it up to like fifteen, because his character is just over the top and annoying and awful. So. Gail comes in and and basically like is like, well, you guys are fucked, so I'm saving the day. And even now, she's like, oh, how much better is this story going to be with yeah. the reporter saving the day? Yeah, like, oh my and god, and somebody scoop. just freaking. And Stu starts leaning on the counter, and he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> and it's like my favorite line in the whole movie. Like, you just killed a bunch of fucking people. Of course, they're going to be mad. <laughs> Um, so... And Billy gets all creepy-eyed and starts walking over to her. 
Yeah, he's like, I know something you don't. And she tries to shoot him, and he's like, it works better with the safety off. And he gets the gun away from her. And then hits her, I think? Yeah, he, like, kicks her, and then she falls on Dewey and gets knocked out somehow. Or pretends to be knocked out. And then he's going to shoot both of them, and that's when Stu distracts him again with basically the same exact line going, um, uh um, uh uh-oh. And, like, he turns around, and it's Sydney and her dad are gone. Yeah. (laughs) And that distracts Billy from killing either of these people. Like, how did they get away with this so far? They are the worst killers. (laughs) Awful. They don't finish anything. Absolutely the worst. (laughs) And at this point, it's revealed that he used his one phone call to call her. But there's two of them. Why did they have to do that? I don't. No. But and also, did they not listen to that one phone call? I thought they could, and they didn't see him picking out like picking a voice modulator out of his coat pocket, and being like, "Suddenly it's me," and then being like, "What are you doing over there, Billy?" No, I'm talking to my dad. <laughs> dad, can you pick me up? I mean, Sydney. We don't see Sheriff Numbnuts. I think for the rest of the movie, we don't. Yeah, no. so. We can't no. really ask him. Uh. Oh my god, the whole plan. And like, did no one check to see who he called? Did they not check those phone records? I don't. I don't. The, I don't. <laughs> then they say that they cloned his cell phone. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. In 97, when this 96. movie came out. No way. No way the two idiot kids in high school <laughs> knew how to clone a cell phone. A cellular I barely, telephone. I barely understand how to do that with today's technology, and it's idiot-proof. Back then, it would have been the most ridiculous thing ever. So no, they did not clone a fucking cell phone <laughs> in 1996. To stupid high school kids like like the dumbest high school kids (laughs) and they even say that and it feels really forced earlier in the the movie when he says something about it could be a cloned cell phone but it'll take a while to figure that out what so i like the the events from this point forward are out of my head i she stabs him with an umbrella Oh right. oh, right. She stabs Billy with an umbrella. Wearing, wearing the ghost, the ghost, wearing face, the ghost face mask. Costume. Because that will For make... For some reason... <laughs> that won't make people confused. Good thing the cops didn't show up just then. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> really easy to pin it on then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, she's literally stabbing me with an umbrella. <laughs> well... What an uh, idiot. <laughs> and... So I guess Billy's down for the count for the moment, and then Stu attacks her, and she drops a TV on his head. She does like that flip thing that we've seen in the 90s a million times, where you use your your momentum and the person's momentum to flip over and... Oh, God damn it, my leg. And you use your momentum to press up on that person and fling them over bodily over you. Yeah. And he slams, and that's when she pushes the TV on him, and it is the most over-the-top death, I think, possibly in any movie. It is a CRT. TV. It would be very heavy. I'm also pretty sure it wouldn't fry you like a microwave. I don't think you'd be able to break the face of it just by dropping it on somebody's head like that. <laughs> that glass <So> is thick. <laughs> then she gets a hold of the gun and shoots Billy twice. And then... Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure it's Gail that I shoots him. I think Gail shoots him. She shoves her finger in his knife hole because he's on top of her and he's going to stab her. And then he's like, oh, right. like, Ugh, and then falls on the floor. And then she gets up and 
um, that's when I guess she takes the gun from Gail. For some I, I thought she shot him. She I shoots him. Sydney shot him twice. Gail shoots him first because she says, "You're right. It does work better with the safety off." Like oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh, right, that's her yeah. one line. Mm-hmm. And then Sydney takes it, and they're all looking at him, and and that's when, for whatever reason, Randy's back again. Um, <laughs> oh, he's Randy. like, "If this were a horror movie, this is where the killer would come back for one last scare." And Sydney goes. Pow, and shoots him as he's going, Rah, not in my movie. But he still did. <laughs> he still did. So it then still that. And then Dewey shoots him in the head and Dewey's also alive somehow. Yeah, because <laughs> and... reasons. But also I guess they couldn't just have him shoot him she could they couldn't have her shoot him in, in cold blood, which I guess it wouldn't be at that point, but it seems kind of wrong for your you know main character to shoot someone who's lying on the ground, but it would be illegal, I think. If he wasn't posing a threat. Yeah, like, if someone's down, you can't, like, walk up and plug him in the head. But you're telling me Billy's not smart enough to play dead when people are talking about how he's going to jump up and give them a reason to shoot him? He wasn't smart enough to, like, do any of his coup de gras the way it was supposed to be done, yeah. so... Like, not trusting someone who's clearly insane, <laughs> and then also not stabbing them. Maybe he intended to stab him enough that it was going to kill him, and he could... I thought he was going to kill Stu. Just no. outright kill him. It would have made more I sense. Because so he was definitely a loose end. Yeah. And a loose cannon and a glass cannon. Not a glass cannon, but just a lot of other cannon type things. A glass house with stones. Mm, <laughs> glass house. Oh, man. Balloon and. Stu is the glass house and the stone. <laughs> What's the, the, that one out. the wrong thing that the guy in Boondock Saint says? He's like, people in glass houses shouldn't sink ships. Or something, and then whenever the the people come into his bar, he's like, "Why don't you make like a tree and get the fuck out of my bar?" <laughs> I, I like the bartender. Get the fuck out of my bar. Oh god. Uh, so everything's hooray. Everything's fine. Everyone's safe. They saved everyone that could be saved Gail's out there doing her and... stupid report thing yeah. yeah i don't know who she got to be the camera person but some other poor sap she's like in this small town a scene of gruesome terror has unfolded it's like why you just my up? eyewitness account um and then and she then... and dewey ride off into the sunset on her camera together i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a completely <laughs> unnecessary jump scare wait did we oh we yep. do you didn't see it? I... You didn't see it? <laughs> Did you imagine No, it's it? definitely there. What you happened? can bring it up now if you want. It's this, like, uh, like the the camera gets unfocused and it's like, shh, and you see just a quick shot of Ghostface there with his knife for some fucking reason. And I don't know why. And the, the music's all like, wow, and then the 90s music kicks in. All right. While you're looking that up, I guess we'll start talking about things. It was your important. movie, Kitty. So, what is your overall rating of this movie? Nope. My favorite thing. Oh, that's right. Right, 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 right. My favorite thing about this For movie rot. was the janitor being dressed like Freddy Krueger. Oh, it was pretty good. Sorry, Fred. Um, My favorite part was when Sydney Porter. <laughs> uh, my favorite part, I, I guess. I don't know if I, that was really a jump scare. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. Jump scares almost never scare me. I wasn't expecting it in this movie almost because always scare me. Almost always. Like, even though I know it's coming, I jump. I'm saying it was a jump scare. It wasn't a jump scare because I didn't jump. You can have your opinion. Even it doesn't if it's make wrong. it not a jump scare. Oh, let's not get into this debate again. <laughs> <laughs> Hot fuzz. No jump scares. 
<laughs> that might not be true. I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, uh, my favorite part was just some of the terrible 90s lines. They were so bad and so hilarious that I love them. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my least favorite part about this movie, I think, was Randy. He was really annoying. Really? Yeah. Mm. Max, least favorite part. My least favorite part was... That motorcycle going by right now? Yeah. My least favorite part... I guess, like, they tried to make it cheesy on purpose, but it came out cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they tried so hard to make it, like, purposely lame that it was lame. Okay. Uh, My least favorite part... I don't believe that these two inept idiots could pull this <laughs> off. And maybe that's, I, I don't know that I've ever seen any of the other screen movies, to be honest with you. So not. maybe later on they try to ret- retcon it and say that someone else was helping them. And that's why the screen movies have continued. But I, I mean, I'm sure eventually there's been enough of those movies that that storyline has been explored. But I don't believe for a second that either of these idiots could hold their shit together long enough to do this more than once and not get caught. <laughs> Like Especially not Stu. Like, he was, like, basically telling everybody that he fucking did it. Like, he yeah. couldn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> the scariest part for me, honestly, was probably the beginning. Hmm. Like... Uh, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I, I just, like, that's creepy and scary. And, like, obviously, nowadays we have cell phones, so it's easier to do that i guess but it i don't like i don't know I don't but every know. single I don't thing is recorded right now. nowadays too that's true honestly i think the scariest part for me was when ghostface tapped on the window of the car with his knife and then held up the keys uh, it was not overtly scary but it was like i, I don't know it was menacing it struck a chord like it was the only like time this movie actually felt murdery to me mm. <laughs> okay that's it's just creepy. It is kind of a, a weird standoff then too, because you can keep locking the doors as he's opening them. But <laughs> oh, that would be awful. That would be a nightmare, a terrible all nightmare. night long. Never get to sleep. Did but the back doors? They didn't have a lock. That like you could... a keyhole on them, I guess. No, they did, oh. but you couldn't lock them from inside. You couldn't oh. push the lock back down like you could on the at least not. In, I mean, that was a cheap Cherokee, probably not. <laughs> my new car has only one keyhole <laughs> on the driver's side door in case the fob dies you can like pull this metal key out and unlock the door that's cool so all i'd have to do is sit there and like just keep locking the driver's side door <laughs> um uh what are we on scariest part yeah um so yeah uh, the beginning for me by far was the scariest part it was just um it was enough of a build-up that i kind of got intrigued i mean i know this movie but the voice is kind of nice and engaging at first, and then it turns really creepy and evil. And yeah, that whole scene is is it's pretty terrifying. Like to get that call and be alone, like it would be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially out in the middle of nowhere. Like if you lived, you know, next door. Although, as we saw on Halloween, even if you have neighbors and you're running screaming to their door, doesn't mean that anybody's gonna fucking save you. Ghost so house. I guess being <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere it doesn't have anything to do with it but anyway uh my overall rating for this movie i'm actually gonna give it a seven whoa i enjoyed it whoa it was fun it was fun it was a fun watch max overall rating 
I the last half hour of this podcast or so, I've been trying to decide how I'm going to write this movie. <laughs> I want to be fair. That's where he goes when he's not listening to what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. Just let your heart speak. Four out of ten. <laughs> okay. Um, overall. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Please, please do. Um, Tell us why. (laughs) Because, like, it's just like what I said before. They were trying so hard to be over the top that it was over the top and just annoying. Uh, My overall rating, I'm... (sighs) That jump scare at the end annoys me. (laughs) It's so unnecessary. Like, it's just stupid. And it was a very 90s thing, I guess. (laughs) Um, Five out of ten for my overall rating. Five out of ten. There are parts in this movie that are scary... And it did, it's that same thing about Halloween. It did a lot for the genre, so I'll give it some stars. But I, I'm i not a huge fan of this movie for a lot of reasons. It just, I mean, the killer isn't, it doesn't really work for me. It doesn't really make me feel that much dread. Eh, you know what? No, four out of, I'm, I'm going to agree. Four stars. I just, <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but like, it's my opinion, damn it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Scary rating, kitty. All right. So horror rating, I'm going to give it like a two. It wasn't no. scary. I don't think slashers are scary. <laughs> no. You picked this. <laughs> I know, but like I that do doesn't that. doesn't mean she has to give it a scary rating. That's true. <laughs> I pick slasher movies because there are people out there who enjoy them and none of the three of us do. So if I don't pick them, they're never going to get picked. I, I have a hierarchy of movies. I'm not sure where they all rank, but like found footage is on the bottom. Slasher, maybe like above that or the one up. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because found footage movies are always horror movies. You never have a found footage movie like of something nice. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> scary. Scary rating. Oh. Did you horror, give your scary rating? Horror rating. Yeah, I said two. And he hasn't gone yet. Right. Okay, so we're in, still in the proper order. Because mm-hmm. we were um, saying that she didn't give it a good rating and you were trying to say flashers and. <laughs> flashers. flashers? I and thought flashers. you said flashers too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Because the beginning, even though she didn't have any problem um, beating him up like everybody else didn't have, uh, that was rather gruesome there at the end of the first part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was two stars, and then the tapping on the window with the knife thing was right. the third star. Right. So You're very... Uh, Methodical? Uh, yeah. You're, you're very, like procedural about how you give these i just go by my my gut well it doesn't always work for me my guts never work for me so <laughs> i'm gonna i am gonna give it four out of five star or four out of five stars, four out of ten stars for a horror what? Um, for our horror rating what is happening right um now? because same thing the the first scene is really good and there's a couple of moments that are a little bit creepy but Overall, the movie doesn't really work, so I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 for horror rating for me. It's really interesting to me, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of times, like, I'll be like, oh, they're going to tear this movie apart, and they're going to give it really low ratings, and then, like, I give it a much higher overall rating, and then you guys give it a higher horror rating, even though I'm the biggest fucking wuss out of the three of us. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> just look for different horror elements than you do. Well, I believe horror can be measured. So, hmm. Well, I do too, but I measure it by my level of fear. Like, nine is like pee pants, and I gave like Mama and um, <clears throat> his house like tens, I mm-hmm. think. Um, because like my... F- 
horror fear was off the charts. If you yeah, turn it becomes movie, unmeasurable. If you turn the movie off and you stand up and realize that you're now concerned that whatever you just watched in the movie might happen to you, that's when a movie's really creepy. Oh, well, that doesn't happen to me. Not even with Ghost or with uh, Mama or um, his house. No. <laughs> no. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, I've never like turned around and been like, "Oh, is there ghosts in my closet now?" I have. <clears throat> I mean, every day of my goddamn it. life. <laughs> but that's why I like horror movies because, like, I'm not scared of the dark. I don't know. I guess um, like after after like his house, like I I like I, I take a very Sherlock Holmesian theory on ghosts. Like people come to him and they believe something supernatural is happening, and he's like, "Well, if it is, there's nothing I can do about it." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm of the firm belief that something that really could hurt me out there in the dark is something I can probably handle. And if it's a ghost and I can't do anything to stop it, well, then why fucking worry about it? <laughs> I mean, I applaud your mindset on that, but that's unfortunately not how my mind works. <laughs> so after watching something like his house, when I'm turning on the lights off and getting ready for bed, there's that little voice in the back of my head that says. Wouldn't it be really creepy if you just saw one of those faces right now? And then I'm looking around the room for it because <laughs> it's fucking a terrifying thought as I'm walking backwards up the stairs without turning the lights off. I see shit. Like, out of the corner of my eye. I hallucinate things, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, Can I have some? <laughs> I, like, legitimately, like, I'll be walking up the stairs and the door um, to Talison's room, like, I'll have, like, my phone light and it'll reflect off of a shiny part on the door, and I'll be like, <laughs> and like <laughs> nearly jump out of ghost. My, my skin because I'm like, that's definitely an orb. That's a that's a ghost. That's a thing. I mean, I spent a lot of my childhood being afraid of nothing. Uh, so now I'm like, what, fuck, get myself all lathered up over nothing. All lathered I up. get oh. scared about everything. Somebody's going to break in the house and kill us. Somebody's going to crash into the front of our house and kill us. We're going to die because there's a ghost in the house and it's going to kill us. And like, <laughs> I don't fear about things I can't control, but... I have anxiety. Then again, I'm afraid of ghosts and I can't control them. I don't know. Depends on the movie. Like, a movie sits with me for a little while after I watch it. See, I'm afraid of real things, like lions. (laughs) Uh, Tornadoes are also a thing that, like... That brings us to Vic's Picks. Vic's Picks. Oh, boy, are we there already? All right. I... Man, I've been having a hard time with this. A lot Uh, of different uh, ones. Are you stumpered? I was thinking about picking a newer one because we don't do a lot of new movies. It's true, we don't. But there's one that I haven't seen for a long time, and I think it's really good. Mm. It is, of course. We will be the judges of that. Uh, I mean... Will not we? We will. We should have been jar hard judges. Nope, Hounds of Horror is better. Never mind. Jar or Hudges? <laughs> Hudgesons. <laughs> uh, the movie that I, I am... I at you right now. The movie that I am picking is... That's all better. 28 Days Later. Oh, my. Yes. Hmm. There's Penis. There is penis. Ooh, Killian Murphy. <laughs> Killian a Murphy. Very attractive man with a very nice voice. He he does. Yeah, he has that lilting British. Something about him is really engaging. I really liked him in Red Eye. Yeah, that's another one that I forgot about, mm-hmm. and I don't. I have not watched um, Peaky Blinders, but oh, I highly recommend it. So twenty eight days later. 28 days later. She's looking up to see if it's classified as a... If it's not classified as horror, I will Um, eat my shoe. (laughs) I was looking up... It has to be. There's, like, literally no way. I I had it on DVD until, like, you know, Uh, five months ago. Reach us at Hounds of Horror Pod, and Max will send you his DVD. (laughs) Uh, It is on Hulu. Um, You you can also... 
You can buy and rent it on other platforms, but it is free to stream on. You Hulu. Lo- oh, it has Brendan Gleeson in it too. I forgot about oh, him. Oh yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Um. Uh, tune in <laughs> next time for our uh, review of. Wait, wh- why doesn't Google usually has um genres? Well, yeah, but it doesn't have anything listed on this. Hmm. I mean, I, I certainly believe it belongs on this podcast. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. This is one where I will... I just wanted to see what they classified it as. Uh, movies. IMDb classifies it as horror, sci-fi, thriller, drama. Sci-fi? I don't agree with the sci-fi part. I don't know what the hell... Unless zombies are... No, zombies aren't sci-fi. I don't know what They're about like traditional that... horror. Yeah. Like have one you of... seen 28 Days Later? Yeah. Okay. Except uh, you have many opportunities over the years to watch it. <laughs> there actually is... <laughs> this thing Ugh. that happened with me where I thought that it was a sequel to the Sandra Bullock movie 28 Days. And What's I thought that one? it's where she ends up getting involuntarily committed by accident or something oh. for 28 days. Is it funny? Yes. Okay. It's a comedy. And Doesn't sound like a comedy. Um <laughs> Sounds horrible. So <laughs> I rented 28 Days Later thinking it was a sequel to that and then it wasn't. And then I was like, I'm probably the only person that this happened to. And then there was a joke about it on The Office. Mm-hmm. And Vic and I were watching The Office like a year ago because yeah. we never watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to read the first part of the synopsis here okay because it's funny if anybody hasn't seen it uh, a group of misguided animal rights activists that's how it starts <laughs> right so far okay misguided. i mean it's true <laughs> and that's not what i would have led with though <laughs> misguided um, animal rights activists. so i think the first time I might not have been the first time. I think the first time I saw 28 Days Later was at the drive-in, and there was trees on either side of me about 20, 30 feet away. And all the entire night, I kept looking over and thinking, yes, next time, uh, tune in for our review of uh, 28 Days Later. Um, one of, I think, one of my favorite movies, but we'll see. I haven't seen it for a while. Um, I haven't watched that for years. I know. That's the best part about this. Po- well, that's one of the best parts of, about these po- wow. this podcast, is that we can watch the movies that we loved and kind of look at them and, and tear them apart because they're not as good as we remembered. <laughs> like us in the darkness was that's, a good movie. That's how I felt about um, the puppet one. Uh, oh, dead silence. dead silence. I remember when I first watched it, it scared the pee out of me. Yeah. But then I watched it like a couple more times over the years and then for the podcast. And I was like, eh, eh. yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> that's I, <sighs> uh, milk squirts. <laughs> 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 Corn blood and milk squirts. <laughs> oh, great. That should go on a t-shirt. Corn blood and milk squirts. <laughs> With our logo going. <laughs> oh, milk dripping out of one mouth. Blood dripping out of the other. One mouth? Our logo has three mouths. Oh, it's yeah, a Cerberus okay. yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Where was, have you been all night? I was imagining. <laughs> oh, like, no. Does he have multiple faces? I, I said our logo. I didn't hear it. Uh, oh, all God. right. Multiple faces Guys, is terrifying. This has been real, and we appreciate you listening. Share us with all of your friends if they like horror, and even if they don't, we give a full recounting of the movie so they don't have to watch I mean, it. Yeah, the, the is... podcast itself is not 
scary not really <laughs> no not at all <laughs> but yeah i mean this is a way if your friends don't like horror and you want to talk to them about horror movies you can give them although this if you old... thought it was you wouldn't be listening to this anyway so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know either. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Reaches the Hounds of Horror Pod. If you have any concerns, questions, um, don't send us any medical questions because we'll probably answer them and they will be wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks right. everyone. We'll we... see you next time for 20 Days Later. We are. Bye. Love you. Bye. Later. <laughs>